This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. This is the Song of Songs Tournament, though just the first part of it, my friend. Submitted by the listener, who knows what song will win, but we'll be sure to make you angry time and time again. This is the Song, 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 Song. La, 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 la. It just goes on, 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 on. La, 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 la. I was going to keep going, but I said it. No, it's time to stop. Oh, wow. It's time to stop. Welcome to Begacel. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Cars show. Cars. It's called Cars. Yeah, it's just called Cars. We thought, oh, wait, we have this We have this whole podcast episode about Cars. What should we name it? Kent's like, Cars. Behind the scenes, cars. our development of this episode was a little bit different because of vacations and things like that. Yes. And I looked and I was like, are we are we really just calling this show Cars? Because <laughs> hey, Kent, we gave it as much thought as Pixar did. That's why. Right? It's, a, it's a running gag with Kent. Like it could, have been, it could have been room for one more and we went with Cars. Okay, yeah. cool. That's yeah. like it's it. the first time we talked about Cars. Yeah. But we did have a great time with the crumbs we yeah, really yeah, did they're, they're great so we to have also here. thank you for some great uh comments and engagement with I'm us so proud of i'm the so listener. happy with mm-hmm. all of the twitter threads and comments that we've seen and and pictures of people's cars yeah uh, it's been really fun for us to look at and honestly we're a little bit shocked that people uh, had comments <laughs> at all. But uh, <laughs> Steve Hansen says, I'm amazed the smart car didn't show up as the car you wouldn't be caught dead in. I Just have a, a sp- smart car or is that like a specific smart car? Car the, is like a the brand. Smart car. Mm. It's, it's, and it's, it's basically go-karts. I've put specific friends under oath that if they ever see me driving a smart car, they are to shoot me dead on the spot. What? That's brutal. Done and done. We'll be those friends. We'll uh, be that friend for you. I got to apologize. I'm going to stick to my guns, but I got to apologize to Baking Council member Chris Anderson, who <laughs> said, I see Zachary Western is trying to cut me down. It hurts when you were told they never want to be caught dead in your favorite car. Because she had Looks the new, like I'm the off new bug. Team Zach. The new Beetle. I'll tell you what. I still don't like that car, <laughs> but I love that journey for you. This sounds like a YouTube <laughs> apology and your yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, can't, I can't help it. I really don't like it. But it's okay if you do. And then Z1Rock says, great job on the episode. As a fellow gearhead, I enjoyed the choices no matter how 90s they were. Very 90s. Well, I mean. For me. For you up. Rachel has some chops throwing out the Venom F5 and the 21 window bus. Props to her. Anytime Kent and Joel are out of their wheelhouse. Dot, 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 dot. Yeah. Hubble Bacon Cell 2022. I'm in. I laughed out loud multiple times. Thanks again. Nice. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Thank you. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We are talking about the, the song, song of songs. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. We all did the hands. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do we need one raised and one kind of lowered? It's the way we do it. Uh, no. I feel like I need a turkey leg in my hand. <laughs> we, uh, so if you don't know, we reached out to the listener, to our listener, and said, hey, we need submissions to what you yeah, think. it's our March Madness bracket. Yeah, this is our bracket. Where it's a tournament to see what is the, the greatest song of all time. We'll, we'll call it that. Yeah. But we, we got your opinions. You guys yeah. submitted all songs. great tier two opinions. <laughs> oh, great. I know. There are some really great songs. Oh, here. great yeah. songs. And, S- and songs that people had, you know, personal connections mm-hmm. to. And it's just great to hear. Yeah. So we got uh, more than we needed, which yeah. was great. We then had to make some cuts. And so we and got way, together. We're sorry if you did add a song. That's what I was going to say. We, we got together. We had uh, lengthy discussions. We, we fasted for a long time. <laughs> but we really did just kind of consider what would be the best contenders for this bracket. So 
if you submit a song, we still thank you and we appreciate it. Yes. But uh, some of your songs did not make it. If they didn't, it's okay. Your mother still loves you. Yes. And we have 64 songs on this. Are we setting ourselves up to make 63 people angry? Yes. On these episodes? Because this will be a two-parter. Yeah. uh, Yeah. This is only the first part, like it's in the intro. Yeah. But I do feel so. I I feel like that's Mm -hmm. the case. Because people, some of these people are putting their heart on a platter and saying this a song uh, I love. Are you going to try to be overly nice on this one, Joel? I'll probably be more nice than usual. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> Not well, me. Also, uh, you, you can check it out. Our, our Spotify playlist. Uh, we do have a playlist for this. We'll share it on the episode at baconsell.com. You can go and listen through it's all the songs. It's a great playlist. It's a fantastic playlist. It's four hours long, but it's great. Well, yeah, I mean, 64 songs. Yeah. It's a great playlist to turn on. Well, all 63 songs, songs. Thanks, Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't find his music almost anywhere. No, not on uh, music, not Spotify. Yes, yeah, so you can go there, listen to every single one of these, so you can also kind of have an opinion on what's going mm-hmm. to happen today. Uh, I did want to point out the most submitted artist for the Song of Songs contenders was U2. Wow. We had four U2 Me songs. And, uh, Kent and I? We've ne- yeah, right. We've yeah. never talked about U2 on the show before. We have. Have we? I'm pretty sure With we a have. love song show, but we've never uh, talked about them in an 80s or 90s bracket either. Did we not? Nope. We had to. Uh, because they're above it. It's a different genre that we talked rock, about. More yeah, that's true. So it's kind of fun to have them appear here. Uh, we also had three Beatles songs and three Michael Jackson songs submitted. Those are the kind of the runners up there. Uh, the oldest submission that we got, Happy Birthday to You. <laughs> We'll get there. 1893. <laughs> but if you don't want to count that. <laughs> we are counting it. If you don't want to count that in like oldest, because it's not like a song that we can listen to, uh, it would be Don't Worry Baby by the Beach Boys, 1964. Wow. Okay. The newest submission. Any guys know what that is? Uh, Mr. Brightside. Shake no. It Off. Shake, Shake it, it Off by Taylor off. Swift. Taylor Swift. 2014. And then this the, is new for us. The average year I went through because I was like, I want to just kind of see where we're, we're skewing here. The average year of submissions, meaning all the songs that we got, if you get them all together, 1982. Uh, ah, okay. the year that Tron. Came if you out. don't include Happy Birthday, <laughs> it goes up to 1984. And the reason for that is not just it's our demographic or we're dated. These are songs that have stood the test of time, whatever time they came out. And most of our listener, like Gen X to Elder. Well, Millennial. I wasn't trying to say that, Zach. But, yeah. Well, no, because if we would have come up with these with our own songs for yeah. this bracket, I don't know where we would have skewed it. Mm-hmm. But this makes it more impartial where it's kind of like, okay. Right. Speaking of impartial. Uh-huh. Are you going to try to explain this? The science? No, not the science behind it. We okay. seeded these songs. We, oh, we, got yeah. our, we got our 64 songs. Right. We seeded these songs by Spotify listeners. Which has worked just terribly in the past. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better than Joel getting in trouble for putting them uh, because they're if, cute next to each other. True. Yeah, which, which did happen, though. Yeah, it's I still actually, really cute. So our plan was, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get them organized. <laughs> There's a couple cutesy matchups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to match it up like we were going to like do it ourselves. And then I was like, no, no, let's just do it impartial, cold, hard facts. Uh-huh. Let's put these in a bracket. Right. According to Spotify listens. And then some really fun matchups happened. And Kent was like, this one and this one. I'm like, I know. I'm like, Joel, you did this on And he's purpose. like, this one and this one. I'm like, I know. Next time I'm just going to do a random number generator. It was a fate. It was Good fate. Anything. So yes, if, if you're upset about the matchup, and there are some matchups on this first round that it's I am killer. legitimately okay. potential final round matchups for some people but will what occur is, in the first round. What is the science that we're going to stand by for the first two rounds and then really kind of let go at some point? No, we're going <laughs> to... We are basing our opinions today, gentlemen, mm-hmm. on this bracket to see who moves forward. Keep in mind opinions. 33% original impact. <laughs> 33% longevity yeah, and 34% personal taste. Yeah, which becomes 78%. Near the end. Yeah. <laughs> How much do we factor in whether we can sing the song when we introduce it? 
I think that's going to go with longevity. longevity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I did, I also took a lot of these songs and played them for my kids just to see if they knew them. And it was well, actually really surprising. And I was curious that we have some real great stars here, but maybe a song that I wouldn't have picked for this one. Mm-hmm. And, but obviously it means something to the listener that chose it. Yes. So I, I love seeing like who our listeners are. We, but however, we yeah. did, after we got the submissions, we cut out the names of who submitted them mm-hmm. in order to, to like we to get our 64 and to seed them because we didn't want that as a factor either. So I don't remember most of who submitted anything. I so we can't, we're not basing it on that either. And there will be a prize. Yes. Of some sort. If, if whoever, whoever ends up at the end as the winner of the Song of Songs, we do have a prize for you. We'll get to more of that episode next episode. Yep. Although next week's episode is not going to be part two. We'll talk about that later. Although to I'm, I'm going to say there are some people that probably submitted some choices that were trying to play the meta of Bacon Sale. I think so. They were trying to work you guys. Well, and mm-hmm. some people submitted I'll songs it. that had already <laughs> been submitted. So because they were late on the draw and maybe didn't follow us on social media as closely, they didn't get the song they wanted, so they had to go for a runner-up. Yeah. So... Maybe they'll have some glory in someone else's win. Yeah. All right. Should Let's do, do this. That's all the, the, the little details. That was, was like 15 minutes of, of setup. We ready to do this Bacon thing? sell. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For our first matchup, uh, this is a weird bracket. This is a weird starter. We have Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Yes, that is the number one highest. Oh, Joel, you mean seed. Mama. Just kill the man. Put a gun against his head. Pulled my trigger, now he's dead. I have. I forgot. Yeah, we I, forgot. I forgot we sing. I was jumping into facts. I have PTSD on this song because of a previous intro I've done to Bacon Sale, which you is amazing. So good. Uh, versus Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog. Why are there there's so many songs about rainbows? Yes, I forgot we do singing on this. So uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is our number one highest seeded song, whereas. Rainbow Connection, like it has enough. the most Spotify downloads. Yeah, yes, saying. yes, okay. and Kermit and uh, Kermit the Frog's Rainbow Connection had the lowest. So these are the, the top and the bottom going against each other. Well, and I, I just want to point out here, this is a really unique bracket to Bacon Sale because typically what we do is we either look at very popular bands or one-hit wonder songs. Yeah, this is the first time we've actually looked at popular songs from popular bands individually yeah. against each other. So this is weird, right? We've, ha- we've talked about Queen before, but mm-hmm. we've never talked about specifically Bohemian Rhapsody in the context of a bracket. This yes. is kind of weird. We did talk about Queen before. We had a whole episode dedicated to Queen where you can actually probably find a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about. Uh, I don't like this matchup only because Rainbow Connection to me is this pure, wholesome, uplifting song that I absolutely love every time it's on. I may get emotional every time I listen to it. It received an Oscar nomination for Best Original Song. But it It's lost. in the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Mm-hmm. I said aesthetically, right. One take. You did. <laughs> One I'm proud take. of myself. One it was take. number 25 on Billboard. By the way, when we bring up a number, if we say number 25 or 7 or number 1, it generally means the Billboard Hot 100. Yes, if it's not Billboard Hot 100, then I will, be like I will specify something else. Modern rock tracks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and you can find your own bracket at BaconCell.com. You can download it, print it off, and play with your friends. Because you can also, just because our uh, Song of Songs choice is fact, yeah. you can also have your own Bacon opinion. proved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can go home and choose your own song of songs. The amount of condescension. <laughs> it's in that, that it's cold outside. Is that what's happening? <laughs> but yes, I think it's definitely going to have to go to uh, Bohemian Rhapsody for me. Rainbow Connection. One of the things that I think has to contribute to the value of a song is how often you see it covered. 
and really both of these are a lot but it's it's a fun song to cover yes uh, rainbow connection uh, i've seen a lot of uh, good versions most notably uh, i love the one that's it's weezer and yeah. uh, paramore awesome song you love paramore i do i actually really do i grew up in that time period but this song makes you feel good and i love that for me bohemian rhapsody is an all-timer right everybody knows this song it might Oddly be. enough, it's it's an odd song that everyone knows. Yeah, because it's so unusual. But what's even more unusual to me is it's reached the point I think of oversaturation. Like we know this song too much and too mm, well. I think we did. I, I think it's kind of it's not hit Zeitgeist three times. It's crazy. It came out. Wayne's yeah. World, the the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. movie that came out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. I think I've, okay. I may have had too much of this song. We're belaboring the point though. Yeah. It, we got, it we goes got, on. Remember, we got to move quickly yeah. through these first rounds. Honorable mention to Rainbow Connection. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do Next up, we have one by you two. Is it getting better? I was just going to go for the chorus. Oh, go for it. One, one day, one life. You guys are saying one of something other than <laughs> one the other person. Carry each other, carry each <laughs> other. Versus somebody by Tepesh Mode. I want somebody to share. Share the rest of my life. Joel, I'm so attracted to you right now. That's right in my headphones. You will hear you'll, you'll hear this comment from me multiple times. I love Depeche Mode. I love this them is too. an interesting choice. Not the okay. one I would have yeah. gone. Right. So right. I actually really, really like uh, both these songs. Both these songs are actually really good uh, slow dance songs. Mm-hmm. I may have had them on my, you know, romantic tape mixes back in the day. Mixtapes uh-huh. back in the day. Don't say it that way. But it, it's just interesting that of all the songs, one by you two is a fine song, but not one maybe that I put at their, their pinnacle. Right. And then same with somebody where I'm like, there are more popular Depeche Mode songs, but there's something appealing about somebody. I don't have a winner here yet. No. I didn't pick a winner for any of these. Yeah. Some of these were obvious to me. Other ones I was like, I, I don't know. Going to hear the discussion. Do, do you want me to kick it off? I got sure. one. It's one. I would go with one by you two. Put an easy vote in there. Okay. And I, I played these both for my kids. They didn't know either one of them, which I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I don't play love songs enough around my kids. Mm. Yeah. No, I, again, big Depeche Mode fan. Uh, but I, I think that this one by U2 sticks out to me as as a more of an all-timer song. I think it has a better legacy. Somebody came out before my time. This was from their album, Some Great Reward in 1984, whereas a one came out from Octung Baby in 1992. This mm-hmm. is when I started stealing my brother's CDs and listening to them. And I loved this album. And this song rings true of U2 for me. This is probably in my top, I'll well, say for the U2 show, but top five U2 songs. Okay. It is absolutely fantastic. That said, somebody is, I love the vibe. It's a pretty so song. So good. But it's probably it's a very pretty it's song. It's probably like top 10 Depeche Mode songs. Like there are others I would have chosen for this, but I do love the song, but I am going to have to give the win to one. I do feel like it deserves it. Which is fine. But I will say as I was looking up, because I, as I do Joel research, you know, I only right. have 29 pages of notes for this episode. <laughs> oh, I thought it would be 40. That actually shocks no, me. I, it's, it's actually very slim down. That is. Uh, but I went through and looked at the background of each one of these, and I found out that the song One by U2 kind of saved the band. Really? Like they were having these... Like, you mean after Joshua Tree, they need to be saved? Or like during, within the band? Dur- no, during recording, they mm-hmm. were having some serious conflicts over the sound and quality and direction they wanted to go. And they were actually... The tensions got so heavy, they were going to break up until they were had this breakthrough with one. Like they were Im- improvising and trying to get a song going. And then it started happening. That's interesting because it, I really think that one encapsulates U2's sound and really it kind of well. Is. Yeah. 
it's a song about coming together and, and yeah. pairing each other. Whereas I looked at the background of somebody and found out the lead, the, the Martin Gore was not the typical uh, lead singer for right. uh, Depeche Mode, but he sang the lead for this. I'm like, oh, good for it's him. Nice. Oh, that makes sense. And then I, I found out that he recorded in the studio, not clothed. And so... Why do they do that so much? It's so a many thing. Artists do and does this. that work out really well? Should we try it? No. <laughs> I'm but, in. I'm in. But that made me go kind of about the song. Yeah. So I'm also going to give the vote to one. But okay. then you sing it right into the microphone like that. That's Joel. what he sounds like he's doing. I, I honestly, if it were enjoy the silence, for example, I, I would really close. Fought harder to to right get it through. People are people. But somebody's so good. But why should it be? Just, just can't. Just can't get enough. Personal Jesus. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the Spanish I version. met him in California. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot to say about these. I don't, there's only maybe like two or three songs on this list, on this entire bracket okay. that I I would kind of skip and not skip, but listen to for a bit and then skip. Okay. This is not one of them. I, I love so many. Interested to hear which one. Most ones. of these songs I really enjoy. Uh, Depeche Mode, the winners of the 80s New Wave bracket. Just got knocked out of the, down first, the round. first round because one moves on. One love, one love. Oh boy, here we go on this next one. We have Zombie by the Cranberries. In your head, in your head, zombie, zombie, zombie. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, hold on, I'm 17 again. Late puberty. Here we go. Versus Tom Sawyer by Rush. Zach, we're so sorry. Ryan Farron, I'm dead in the eyes uh, for you as well. That's, you could have sang the that, song. This is probably the best one I know, too. Um, and I listened to all the bands. Yeah. All the, all the albums, excuse me. Uh, so Zombie by the Cranberries came out in 1994. Right. Tom Sawyer by Rush came out in 1981. So Tom Sawyer is one of the most played songs in classic radio in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Still. Yeah, but it, it, only peaked, it only peaked at 44. It's true. Whereas Zombies peaked at 54, so a little bit lower. All right. It's Zombie, did you guys read about this where it has 1 billion views on YouTube? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, zombie for like an old song that maybe dated? That's yeah. weird. Hmm. Like I don't see the relevance. So was it popular on TikTok? I have no idea. Uh, well, and also just the background of Zombie. Yeah. Like, okay. This. So this is on, my kids know this one. Uh, as I played it to him because it's on our Halloween playlist. Oh, perfect. Which, because it's, you know, it's zombies. But as I read about the song and the background behind IRA, it, yeah. it really kind of put a, oh, that almost feels irreverent to have it on a, a zombie playlist, on a Halloween playlist. Mm -hmm. Because it is about um, what they call the 1993 Warrington, Warrington bombings, where the IRA bombed uh, places in England and killed people, including some children. Yeah. And the whole song with their tanks and their bombs and their bombs and their guns. And she's saying the IRA are not me. The, I'm not the IRA. They're not my family. Like that's kind of what she's saying in the song. And so it's like these terrorists are not me. And I don't know. So I'm going to vote first on this one. I'm going against Tom Sawyer and I feel bad. It's not my cup of tea, but I think it's a tea that most cult fans love. And so this is maybe more, it didn't hit big originally. I think it's more of a cult song that fans have like thrown in our faces or maybe us on bacon cell we've thrown in people's faces and say love it because it's great but i think zombie is a bigger legacy zach we know what you're voting for yeah so go ahead joe no no you go ahead oh i'm voting for tom sawyer and it's not even close yeah like i i, I zombie is fun to make fun of 
but it's uh, insufferable to listen to. No, no, I, I enjoyed listening yeah. to this one. On repeat. No, 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 it hit number one in several countries. It did. Just I don't want to live there. It has. It, it didn't. It didn't <laughs> peak as high, but Zombie sure. does have more sales. It has around nine million, whereas Tom Sawyer is the fifth most downloaded Canadian digital song from the 1980s. What more do you people need? That's <laughs> <laughs> what so it's a boot. Uh, Joel, this is on you. And if it were Linger or Dreams, I might push the Cranberries further. <gasps> However, I do feel like Tom Sawyer by Rush. Linger's better than Zombie? I think so. Okay. I agree. Save for our Cranberry show. Please no. Um, but then I, I do feel like Tom Sawyer by Rush had the more, ha, had the, I don't want to say longevity, but it has had longer longevity and also, I think, a bigger impact in the music industry. Okay. I'm so happy. Good argument. Tom Sawyer moves on. Monday Next up, we have Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. <laughs> What's next, guys? <laughs> Joel broke. I was going to see how long I go, but I laughed. Versus The Boxer by Simon and Garfunkel. Lie, lie, lie. Lie, 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 lie. Which is really just a drum sound, by the way. So good, though. I don't yeah. know why that it sounds it's a so snare, epic. It's actually a snare drum. The drummer, he's just a uh, session drummer. He said he hit it as hard as he could, and everyone heard it like through the hallways, and they said it sounds like a cannon shot. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so Everybody Wants Where the Roll by Tears for Fears came out in 1985. The Boxer by Simon and Garfield came out in 1969. Yeah. The Boxer hit number seven. Everybody Wants to Rule the World, number one. And it spent two weeks there, too. Yeah. Which is actually kind of a big thing, even if it's two weeks, to be number one yeah. for that long. My kids surprisingly knew everybody wants to rule the world. I, I do this thing called musical education to the yep. kids. Whenever I have them trapped in the car and we're going somewhere and they can't get out, mm -hmm. I'll be like, musical education, and then we'll go through bands. We're going through my, my playlist in alphabetical order by band, and I'll choose like a sampler platter of like three or four songs. Yeah, We're not in the T's at all. And so I'm like, how did you know this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, everyone knows this one. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't really know the boxer. They knew it, but not by name. So one of the songwriters of Everybody Wants to Rule the World says, as a piece of recording history, the song is bland as heck. He said heck? Yeah. Oh, no. He said something <laughs> else. But he didn't talk about the place. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World was a last minute addition to the album. It was yeah. like they need something. So they It's surprising really it hit number one because it's kind of a droll song. Like it's, it's it's hard for me to oh, listen to the whole thing. I love oh I love that song. I like know. I really do. Yeah. That, that the guitar, the little high guitar, like the Zach was doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is that an alien it's, noise from it's like, <laughs> it's like having Roland Orzabal in the room. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like you're giving death rattle facts. What's happening here? No, I'm not. We're still deciding. Okay. I'm not. Good. I'm not. I, uh, here's the thing. The boxer, it has that 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 thing we sang, you know, that that tie to die. But it's it's got the singer songwriter thing. It's definitely chill. I think the actually both harmonies are, of those two men. Yeah. yeah. I think these Beautiful. are actually weirdly like they're they're well matched up because they're both kind of I would mid, say thank you, but it was Spotify. Yeah, mid-tempo, yeah. you know, just like easy listening almost. See, I like the climb. I'm gonna go for the boxer. I like I think we need Simon. You like and the G. climb by Miley Cyrus? I like it's the not climb. on here. I like the climb of the song where it starts off really soft and then the end just feels epic. Mm -hmm. And I think the boxer earns it. Is it my go-to Simon and G song? No, but I think it's a great choice. Simon and Cheese? Simon and G. I call him Simon and G. It's fine. No, you don't. You, you, I you literally and, just did. You and why? Art, you and Art are good buddies. You just can, <laughs> like you can call, call my G. G. Garfunkel's hard to say. No, it's not. It's fun to say. 
Oh, man. So I'm putting my vote out there. Okay. The boxer. Joel? And you're voting for everybody else for the real world. Um, yeah, I, I am. This I is am. not easy for me because I do really like both these songs. Yeah. It's a number yeah. four seed against a number 13 seed. Both songs. I, c- I could say the same thing for both songs. They feel like they almost play out. Like Simon and Garfunkel's song here, it's five minutes long. It does feel like a little bit of a long five minutes. But then it gets somewhere great. Though. Everybody Wants to Rule the World is a four minute song, but is a little bit more repetitive. So I'm going to have to go fall back on one of my one of my uh, many fallbacks here. Okay, and that's if I can, if I have a hard time making decisions, I the like ranking. both these most. No, well, the ranking is one thing. This is a yeah. personal decision oh, okay. here mm-hmm. because I have to go with which one was on my Joy's favorites tapes. Which which song <laughs> did I actually have on my Joy's favorites tapes? My 25 tapes I made back when I was a teenager. Tears for Fears. It's the boxer. It is. I don't have Tears for Fears. I have Shout. I'm blown away by this. I have news. Shout on there. I have Sowing the Seeds of Love. I have other songs by, by Tears for Fears, but I'm, I do not. I'm totally have, shocked. I, I, I know me too, but I love Everybody Wants to Roll. I could listen to that on repeat for a very long time, but I'm going to give the upset to the boxer. Wow. Every playlist needs a snoozer. And <laughs> now we have the boxer. That's a Lila lie. Lila lie. Lila lie. The last couple matchups for me have been f- like fine. I- I've had a pretty clear winner. Uh, this is a potential final rounder for me. We have Hotel California by Eagles. Welcome to the Hotel California. Spot on, guys. Wow. <laughs> I, I am just the worst. We were, I, 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 listen, today. you don't know, but we rehearsed these for hours <laughs> before <laughs> singing them. Versus Don't Worry Baby by the Beach Boys. Well, it's been Billy Don't worry, baby. So Hotel California hit number one. Don't worry, baby. Hit number twenty-four. Yes, Don't Worry, Baby came out in nineteen sixty-four. Hotel California came out in nineteen seventy-seven. These are both songs that I enjoy. I am going to go first, though. Go for it. Don't Worry, Baby is a great song. It is a great overall song. Sure. And Beach Boys, though, I don't know if it will crack my top five. It didn't. I don't know. We, we could actually prove that. We got <laughs> yeah, the Beach Boys yeah, show, yeah, and yeah, it, it did. It. I don't think it cracked show that. It any did, of our top and five. And it did not crack any of our top five. But a top. Even a top 10 or 15 Beach Boy song is still one of the better songs. It's a beautiful song. It's one that you go, "Mm, I wouldn't have picked that one necessarily. But as you play it, it's so easy to listen to. It makes you feel good. It's pleasant. The vocals are so good. Oh, Brian Wilson is fantastic on those. And we're talking about it so much because it's not moving on. Come on, really? It's just not. I I, I just can't get behind. I'm giving my vote to Don't Worry Baby because I do like it. I just can't get behind the story of a, a braggadocious man who regrets agreeing to a drag race, but is ultimately consoled by his girlfriend. I just can't get behind that because I've never done drag racing. <laughs> that, it, hold on. <laughs> you can't no. relate. That's what this song's about? Yes. Can I vote harder? <laughs> you can't. I love Why that. is it such a slow song for such a cool explanation? Sorry you have to drag race. Here's a cute song about it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, but you're I'm, really trying to sell this, Zach. Considering, okay, considering, and I just want to point this out again. This is not showing my hand for later. This is mm-hmm. just my kid's opinion. I showed them Don't Worry Baby, and they were like, yeah, it's the Beach Boys, but yeah. they, they didn't know it. Right. I showed them Hotel California, and my son went, oh, yeah, that's the one Grandpa considers to be the greatest song of all time. Well, so there's a little bit of Hilton bias there. A little bit. Yeah. That's, pl- that's the first oh, song I'm played. Sorry. Did I say that I couldn't put my own personal <laughs> Listen, bias in these? That's the first song played at every Hilton day. <laughs> like, <laughs> you wouldn't know, Ken. <gasps> How oh, dare you? Below the belt, For those sir. who don't know, I've never been invited since season one. <laughs> How dare you? Quit smirking over there. <laughs> you knock it off. Hotel California moves on. Welcome to the hotel. Next, we have uh, this. I love 
This is bracket so random. And this is one of the oh, more no. random matchups. We have Everlong by Foo Fighters. If everything could ever feel this real forever. Poor motion. <clears throat> I never I, think I'd yeah, ever feel growl. this real again. The only thing I'll ever ask of you. You got to promise not to stop, stop when I say when. She said, versus I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. First, first I was, I was afraid. afraid. I was, I was petrified. petrified. Just Kept thinking how you by my side. But then, then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And I knew how to get along. Half those words were right. Okay, so Everlong came out in 1997. I Will Survive came out in 1978. So Rolling Stone has a list that they... Update about every five, ten years, and it's the 500 greatest songs um, of all time. The current edition of that list is trash. It is trash, actually, which is why I go by the, I think it's the 2013 or 2018 yeah, list. The previous versions are good, but this this most recent one's bad. And so even if they're ranked, for example, Everlong is number 409 in the 500 greatest songs. And granted, is Rolling Stone the best source? No, Bacon Cell is. But still, <laughs> it's recognized as an actual great song. And it's a song from 25 years ago. Yeah. And we have... I will survive. Hit number one for three, for three weeks. Yeah, three non-consecutive weeks. Yes. Whereas Everlong by Foo Fighters, best it did was number three on alternative airplay. Joel, would you say Everlong is your favorite Foo Fighters song? Definitely. Yeah, I'd say definitely. You know, we we've said a lot of times. I might have picked this other one. This is the go-to Foo Fighters song. Is I it think. for you? I think well? for most people. So good. I don't know about for me if, if it's my favorite. Not me, but, it, but I, I love it. But I think this is it. this is a great representation of Foo yeah. Fighters. This so here's a- the thing: I will survive. It kind of has like a love boat feel to me, like as far as like the backing instrumentals. The disco, it's, it's a disco song. It's powerful. Obviously, it's stuck around. It's stuck around, even though longer. it's dated at this point, and it sounds like it. I don't dislike listening to it. I like listening to it, and I think okay, I'll go first on this one. Okay. This is a difficult one for me because I absolutely love Everlong personally. Nor do I think it will age. Cold hard facts, uh, however, it uh, I will survive beats in peak position. It, it got number one. It beats in sale. has around four million, whereas Everlong only has three million. And it also received a gam- uh, I will survive received a Grammy award for best disco recording in 1980. The only year that award was given. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, so it killed the award. I Let's guess never do that again. I absolutely, oh, absolutely love Everlong. Well, Everlong, that thirty-four percent feels pretty strong right now, as, as far as favorite. What I would want to continue, I know, but, but I'm going to go first. Like I agree with you, Everlong is. It's more of my favorite, mm-hmm. but I cannot, in good conscience, put it against. I will survive and have it win. I can't, even though it's a succeed in Spotify. Yeah. Everlong is higher than uh, I will survive. Yeah. This is not easy. I'm going to contradict myself uh, later in the show, though. When now, here's, my here's the problem, though, with the Spotify seating is a lot of people who are listening to I Will Survive are listening to it on, on vinyl. You ah, know, they, they own this and they'll just pop it on. But the you'd vinyl. be surprised about what got a higher seed. Like some of these true. older songs, yeah. it's like, wow, this really did well. So are you both going with I Will Survive? There's so many facts I had about Everlong. Yeah. Death rattle them up. Is it not going on? Well, you tell me. I think I Will Survive has to move on. Yeah, it does. I, I love Everlong. I really do. But I, I agree. We all love I, it. I would vote for I Will Survive as well. I would rather. Who are we? Where's okay. our integrity? No, I would rather listen to Everlong. Absolutely. But I Will Survive has the longevity. The break in that song and then pulling it back and so, so good. good. The lyrics were inspired for Everlong were inspired uh, by Dave Grohl's romance with Louise Post of the band Veruca Salt. And in fact, she does backing vocals on that. 
She does doot doot doos during the kind of the guitar riff, and yeah. then she also sings the chorus with him. I had no idea. So good. Oh. And yet, I will survive. Moves on. Next up, we have Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh, let me send you a link real quick. (laughs) Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. (laughs) Never gonna turn around. This was supposed to be the trailer for the Batman (laughs) 2. Versus Don't You Want Me by the Human League. I was working as a waitress in a cocktail Cocktail bar. bar. That much is true. (laughs) Why why did you jump (laughs) to the girl part? I love that part. It's It's my favorite part of the song. It is, but you didn't even do the chorus. Don't you want me. Never going to give you up top the charts in 25 countries. You know, this feels like a troll pick because it has to be said. Well, this is a chose this troll song. I sent our Spotify playlist to my, to my brother. And one of the first things he said was, y'all got Rickrolled. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We're and all, and all Rickrolling thing, everyone. Because of the Rickroll joke. And if you don't know, it was a, it was a common trend to link something like, oh, was? you got to click this. I oh, literally I did it to I, someone today. It's true. You, or you have to shame time. on you. It, you know, you got to click this. This is important here. Here's and something you want to see. the video has a billion views because of it. It has a, more than a billion click offs, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, the, the views of, of two seconds don't count. Right. It got to the but point where that people drum. could recognize <laughs> the URL. It actually has become a part of culture and it's funny because we're, we're hating on the song but for all those same reasons means it's stuck around whereas you have don't you want me baby it was number one for three weeks yeah around two million in sales my kids didn't know it did uh, they like it I don't, that's not I a like benchmark going for kids every, barometers I know. but it's not it's just for me that's so right. my own little test i did but it was just interesting to me that i like this song it's never been I, I, it's never been like a great like i want to listen to it when it comes i'm like hey cool 80s i like this yeah i mean so, it's such a these toe are, tapper these though. were six years apart yeah, because these ones to me, like this, actually feels like a pretty even matchup of songs in their style. Well, it's they, they feel seventeen, a seven seed, and a ten seed, and well, and they seem of the same genre mm-hmm. and similar time period. I, I think these are pretty evenly but, matched as far as sound. But goes. One you'd probably listen to the full thing, and the other one you'd click off after two seconds. Th- right? That is the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, did that I be listen the to the entire every time? Every time I get Rickrolled, I listen to the entire song. You stop it! I it's love not it. charity, Joel. I, it is it's like Rick Astley is like, thank you, sir. He is for he only three me, cents a day. And he said thank and you. And watching the full video, he said thank you. I'm never going to give you up, Joel. That's what he said. <laughs> You're never giving him up. But I'm, I'm voting for never going to give you up on this one. I can't, in good conscience, vote for that song. I can't. It's and it's cultural impact. It was big then. It's still big now. Can't. If that gets anywhere near the top sixteen, even I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> so that comes to me then. Yeah, I have to decide between don't you want? Yeah, me pick it, Zach, and being Rickrolled. It's not just being Rickrolled though. It is. A, it was a good song then. But I, I do think you can't sit down and listen to this song. It's because it's a I meme. totally can. You listen to memes all the time. I can listen to Nyan Cat and enjoy it. For how long? The 10-hour mix? You probably do. I do. What do I need to focus? <laughs> but I was never going to give you up. Did. I was... It Quit fighting it for it, Joel. In sales. Quit it got it. better sales. It not only got number one back in the day, it's still charting. It's Well, not still, not now, but it's still charted after that. I feel really good. When Never Gonna Give You Up comes on, I always laugh. I smile. You sing along for the first part, and then you switch away. Even, no, even the lead singer of the Human League, uh, Philip Oki, says the track is overrated. He did not like it initially. He actually fought to not have it. He didn't like it. He wanted the last track of the album. Did they have any other hits? No. 
Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't represent their sound, but well, it doesn't matter because it, it had, stood the test. It of was time. named though by publications as the breakthrough song of the second British invasion in 1983. Make the bad choice. I know you have to. I hate. I hate it. <laughs> you know you have to though, and this is on you. It's on your head. When this is on the next episode, first round, guys, we gotta hurry through these. It's gonna be never gonna give you. We, voted, yes. we voted out to. Foo Fighters and then voted through Rick Astley. Yes. Now we have quite the matchup. This is uh, Billie Jean from Michael Jackson. She was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. I showed a photo, baby. I, I look like my... Oh, no. I think we're just getting noises, not even words. In the middle and around me. Versus the spirit of radio from Rush. Begin the day with the friendly voice of Japan unobtrusive. I only know that one because I did... The intro for our, our Rush episode, that was the parody that Brian had. So the do. Spirit of Radio is from Permanent Waves, that album from 1980. It hit number 51 on Billboard and was a concert staple until their retirement. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen this live in concert twice. Uh, Spirit uh, and, of Radio. And I'm one of the weirdos that's only been twice because, again, people who go see Rush do yeah. it Oh, the artistry times. of this song is great. It, it moves. It's a good driving song. It's got a great song. Everyone's got a... St- Stoner older brother listened to it. It's got a random Calypso bridge. Yeah, which is why we're talking about references this song so often. Random Calypso references, bridge, my name in college. <laughs> it references a Simon and Garfunkel song and lyrics. Actually a Simon Samba G. band, actually. Simon, oh, Simon, Simon and RDG. G. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's going against Billie Jean, so Billie Jean moves on. Yes, it does. <laughs> it, it really does. I thought Spirit Radio is a good song, but it's not Billie Jean. Now we have Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Just a small town girl. Whoa, he went there. Living in a lonely world. <laughs> wow. You guys, you guys, you got to start that lower. Joel said show did. more emotion than I did. On the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Versus In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. In your eyes, the light, the heat. Your eyes, I am complete. In your eyes, I see the doorway. Your eyes, of a thousand churches. In your eyes. We can, I could go on the whole time, but. So these are actually fairly similar in timeline. Yeah. Uh, Don't Stop Believing is 81. In Your Eyes is 86. Don't Ooh. Stop Believing hit number nine. And In Your Eyes hit number 26. Yeah. And Don't Stop Believing has like 12 million sales. In Your Eyes has 500,000 sales. This is sad because In Your Eyes was an iconic song for me. I, I think I talked about it on a previous love song episode of Bacon Sale. Iconic love song for me. Uh, from the moment I saw it and say mm-hmm. anything, probably before that, it became this ultimate love song for me. And I absolutely love In Your Eyes. I'm having a hard time here, is what I'm saying. Even, Are you? Even, I, I am because I don't... It's Once again, it's personal preference. I, I, you think the facts. emotion is there. It feels cheesy. The, you think of the song, it's cheesy. But the emotion of In Your Eyes is there. It's a hopeful song as well. And so I really enjoy the song. Cultural impact. I, I would say a good number of most anybody who's an adult knows most of the words, at least the beginning words of Don't Stop Believing. It, and the, nobody knows that, more that than piano in starts up. Everybody knows where they are. It knows what to do. It's a karaoke staple. Yeah. It feels like the button in season two of Lost. If that you don't, if this song, because if the button is not pushed in season two of Lost, then the, something will happen. Bad happens. Something yeah. bad will happen. You have to sing along. If Don't Before Stop Believing is not sang at karaoke night, Something, something bad will something happen. Bad is happening. So you guys are both voting for Don't Stop Believing? Absolutely. Yep. Can I give a pity vote to In Your Eyes? Yeah, just for personal sure. preference. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I'm okay it. with You're it. You're a contemporary adult. I'm perfectly <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with it not moving on in against Don't Stop Believing, but I wish it would have gone against something else. Don't Stop Believing moves on. Just a small town girl. Now we have Respect by Aretha Franklin. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Wow, you Find out there. what it means to me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Take care, TCB. We know that now because it's Zach. Second to me, second to me, second to me, second to me. Versus, hold on. Hold on. Let me just sit here awkwardly while you guys sing to me. Happy. Be birth to you. To you. It's Joel's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, hold on. Another. Happy, Happy birthday to you. Cake. Happy birthday to you. It really is Joel's may birthday, offer, by the way. May I offer a, a, As the recording. a public yeah. service announcement? The first note of happy birthday to you is the lowest note in the song. Please start low when you're at your next birthday party. Happy birthday. If you start like, Happy birthday to you. You can't fix that. You can't go anywhere Celine from Dion there. And also, uh, you should sing it quicker than you do. Is it bad that Respect is a cover of an Otis Redding song? No. And actually, I, I listened to the Otis Redding song. Mm-hmm. Very different feel to it. It is. It yeah. doesn't have the same chutzpah. No. I mean, she made the song big. Yeah. So she made I the mean, song hers. Yes. I, and she just has such a powerful look, voice. Gentlemen, happy birthday to you may be... The most well-known song in the entire I think world. So too. Yeah. I, I argue if you walk up to anybody on the street and ask them to sing a song, they'll say, "Run! A, wh- why are you asking me to sing a song? You crazy!" And if they do it, uh, they will Zach sing on the "Happy Birthday." Oh, yes. I was going to go with the spirit of radio or Oscar Mayer <laughs> Wiener, but yeah. So, 1893 is when it was reportedly mm-hmm. created. Uh, there was a tune in an 1893 songbook, "Song Stories for the for Kindergarten." But it actually was Good Morning to All, the original tune. Good morning to all. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until 1912 that it was actually kind of put together with the lyrics to Happy Birthday. And by the way, there were licensing rights up until about seven years ago. Yeah, only very recently did it go into public domain. Yeah, because yes. you remember back in the day, you couldn't sing Happy Birthday to right. you on like a, a TV show. That's why Texas Roadhouse does their own stupid song. Yeah, that's why one of my favorite moments in Community is uh, the community, the TV show. Mm. They, they cut to the scene of them all sitting around a table and they all go, to you. Like they've just been singing it. And then uh, Pierce, one of the characters goes, why have we only seen the last two words? <laughs> just because that's what you couldn't do. But then they actually got, they got the public domain taken care of. So you can sing it now. It's okay. So it's Respect, which got number 35. But still, Rolling Stone said it's the number one greatest song of all time. It's Up certain- against Happy Birthday, which is the, probably the most recognizable song. But is it a good song? Just because no. it's recognizable. Oh, it, it, absolutely. You is it a good song? You get warm fuzzies every time you're uh, and You get warm fuzzies? Oh, I birthday? love it when I'm shuffling through so, my playlist and Happy Birthday comes on. <laughs> it's it is a little weird on the playlist. On our Spotify playlist, I have to admit, I'd be like rocking out to like Everlong and all of a sudden, dun, 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 dun. I, I hate it. Then you're waiting. You're like, I just want to blow out the candles. Please just stop singing. No. Stop staring at me. No, can't. What you do. And don't say in many more. Please can't. don't do that. Can I make it better? Or cha cha cha. Stop that. No, it's perfectly fine. And make it your own. What you need to do, Kent, though, I'm listening. Pick one person in the room, single them out, look at them the entire time. <laughs> they will feel as awkward as you feel. <laughs> Done. It's shared. <laughs> oh, I'm doing that this next year. That's horrible. It's going to be me, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. There you go. But I think we're all voting for respect. Yes, we please. have to. Respect moves on. Oh, it's getting weird again here. We have Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Down the road. 
I get the notes. I don't get the words. I am very impressed, actually. Oh, thank you. That's really good. Versus more than a woman. Oh, man, more falsetto. More than a woman. So I have uh, an old uh, supervisor of mine. She was hilarious. And one of my favorite things, she she would, whenever she'd sing this song, which happened often, I don't know why. More than a woman go, or more than a woman. Okay. She'd go, more than a woman, more than a woman to me. So every time I hear that, Dabra. it happens. <laughs> uh, so more than a woman came out in 1977. Stairway to Heaven came out in 1971. More than a woman charted about 32 on the Billboard Hot okay. 100. Stairway to Heaven, I couldn't find anything other than... Do you know it, why? It reached number five at the Norwegian singles chart. The band never released it as a single so that people would buy the album. Yeah, which worked. They it bought totally worked because of it. Yes. It's often regarded as one of the greatest and most iconic rock songs of all time. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last year on our 70s bracket. Stairway to Heaven is kind of the joke song, but at the same time... It's, it's, it was like an early meme. Yes. You know, it, this is the forbidden riff. Yeah, Rolling Stone gave it the number 31 on their 500 greatest songs. To me, this song of the Bee Gees, I, their melodies are okay sometimes, but it sounds like just melodic cats fighting a little bit. <laughs> I can't get behind it. Yeah, yeah. And it would be the BG song I would choose. If it, uh, no, alive, no, if it were staying alive, sure. I would be pushing it. I'd make a case to push it farther. Right. Against Stairway to Heaven is tough anyway, though. And you put more than woman against Stairway to Heaven, Stairway's winning. Yes. So Stairway to Heaven goes on. Ooh, here's an interesting one. We have e. Losing My Religion by R.E.M. That's, That's me in the corner. That's, That's me in the spot. Light, losing my religion. I sound like the weird Al Yankovic polka yeah. version of that. <laughs> Versus Pride in the Name of Love in by the U2. Name in the name of love. of love. One more in the name of love. You crazy fool, I won't give in to you. Don't leave me this way. <laughs> I can't, I can't survive, survive. Wait, we got Moulin Rouge. No, hold stop. up, stop, stop, stop. Oh, Zach, you cannot tease me with Moulin Rouge. Don't leave me this way. This matchup is Some really tough. <laughs> And, and I love whoever came up with both of these songs. Because Losing My Religion is one of those songs that I think... It's a great pick. And, and R.E.M. in general, I feel like, has has almost like become an un, underrated band. Yeah, yeah. they're crazy. not right. in the spotlight anymore. They've put out tons of albums. They're all good. I do want to point out the person that submitted uh, Pride in the Name of Love mm-hmm. specifically mentioned the live version uh, in Rattle and Hum. Okay. However... It's a great song regardless. We, we discussed it, and if the live version really is like the maker, then we would have you know, mm-hmm. included it on our playlist, but a lot of times like we just kind of say trick live the song. Con. Yeah, yeah. If it's an iconic live performance that we think would have made it stronger... We would have included that, but I think we decided with all the ones we actually picked, studio version is on our playlist and just the song in general we're yeah. going with. So R.E.M. hit number four with this song. U2 hit number 33 with mm-hmm. Pride. Uh, Losing My Religion has around 2 million in sales, whereas Pride, I can only find like 250,000 certified sales. When I say sales, these mm-hmm. are certified sales. Like, yeah. that they can And it's hard them. now that it's digital. It's hard to say. Yeah. Zach? Yeah? What would you say? Um, for me, I... This is one of the... I recognize this as one of the more popular U2 songs, but it's never been one I'm a huge fan of. I love it. And it's I great. love this R.E.M. song. So I'm going with Losing My Religion. Oh, man. Joel? It's this not is, easy. You just can't think about it too much. Like, Losing My Religion is one of those songs where I will, when it starts playing, you get that kind of zone out kind of meditation state with the mandolin. I love that. I absolutely love that. The term Losing My Religion, by the way, I found, I didn't know this until I read about the song. It doesn't mean like you're losing your religion, you're losing your faith. It's a Southern expression because R.E.M. is actually, I think Michael Stipe is from Georgia. Yes. He's a Southern boy. 
but it actually means to lose one's temper or civility. Being yeah, frustrated or desperate. Twice a month on bacon cell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mostly on tournaments. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then pride in the name of love is about Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr., excuse me. But the thing about it is one of the things they get wrong is the facts because he says oh, early morning. All? He says early morning, April 4th, when the assassination of Dr. King was actually at 6 p.m. So he's actually amended this in later. I days, was but. about to vote him through, but now. <laughs> <laughs> but I growing up, I didn't know that was what the song sure. was about Martin yeah. Luther King. I, I just well, it would have been it. morning his time. He's yeah. in Ireland. It's it's a powerful mm. song. Oh, 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 it's just so good. It's so good. And it is, well, I don't know which one to go with here. Because Bono has expressed his dissatisfaction with the lyrics. He feels like it isn't sufficient, isn't sufficient enough to honor the memory of Dr. King. Right. It was early, earlier U2, though. It is. But at the same time, I absolutely love that song. And I don't know. Wait, Zach, what should you go for? I am going with Losing My Religion. I'll go for Pride in the Name of Love to put it on kids. R.E.M. R.E.M. wins. Really? Yeah. Ooh. That is, here's the thing. U2 already had a better song that showed up in the bracket. You think one is better than Pride? I do. I disagree. Okay. Pride would have been my stronger song. But I like them both. I yeah, actually they're both love amazing. Songs. Yeah. But yeah, REM needs to go through with this. Woo. Losing my religion moves on. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. And now we have Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Den. Den den den. I think we need to go with lyrics. Den den den. Den den den. That is that guy. It's a montage. <laughs> Versus Shine by Collective Soul. Whoa! Heaven let your light shine down. Love it. Remember Shine? Remember Shine? It did take me back. Hit number 11 on Billboard. Where's cool. Eye of the Tiger? Time capsule of a song. Eye of the Tiger, number one for six, six weeks. What? Six consecutive weeks. What? America. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Also spent 15 weeks in the top 10. What in the heck was going on <laughs> with Billboard know. at the time? I do not know. It also won the Grammy for Best Rock Performance from a duo or group, whereas Shine got VH1's number 42 greatest song of the 90s. No, look, look, Shine didn't win from Collective Soul, but Dolly Parton's recording of Shine earned her a Grammy Award for Best Female Country Vocal Performance. Which is nuts. Yeah. That's, I love that. Did it come after Collective Soul? Yeah, yeah, it was was like Because they wrote the song. Yeah. And then Dolly Parton, it's a a great version. I suggest you look it up. She actually did a good job, but it's got to be kind of insulting to have your song get a Grammy. Because that's how they hit it big after years, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Shine brings you right back to the 90s. I would say this is one of the the defining 90s songs. Yeah. Like you hear that guitar riff and you're like, oh, things were like, okay, then. Billy Corgan hates it. Oh, I hate it too now. Oh, wow. Billy Corgan hates it because he says that it's similar to his song Drown. Uh, from, oh, I don't remember which album that is, but he actually did take a lawsuit against him, but he ended up losing Shine it. or Drown? I don't know which one makes me feel more hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> That's if you go to Smashing Pumpkins Drown, you'll hear the similarities between that and Shine. I, the Tiger is like kind of tacky though, right? It is, it is this ultimate pump you up song, yeah. which means it lives squarely in like Gyms? high school football. No, no, I'm telling you right now, you put that on, you're mopping better. You know, you put that on. You're washing those dishes so clean. This is on your mopping playlist, right? It is. Alexa, turn on my mopping playlist. Now, I think this song that and all by myself. Does anybody listen to this song all the way? Yes. Really? Yes. 
Because I, I absolutely would. I did Doesn't own it kind of feel like the long version of DuckTales where you're like, I'm going to listen to the first 30 seconds and be no, good. No. The beginning I'm, part's like, oh, okay, I'm pumped up. Um, let's go watch Rocky 3. That's fine. Nope. The whole thing song. Through. It takes a long time to mop. <laughs> no. With Collective Souls song, you have much more interesting, like, musical structure there right you've got cool guitar solos these these you're I- correct this iconic um like but it doesn't have the punch pun intended of eye and the tiger oh where it's like it is it doesn't have the cheese the, the, and, the, and it's better for it the different movements in shine are good i'm not complaining against those yeah. but that that just that beat in eye of the tiger that carries through the whole thing and, and just goes over and over and over and so over good and though. over so I, are you guys I making your votes i have the tiger shine one song Makes Six you, consecutive weeks. Makes you want to be a better person. If I'm the laziest slug on the planet and Eye of the Tiger starts as cheesy as it is. And the other is a good song. I'm exercising. And you're right. The other's a better song. You're right. Mm. I disagree. But it hasn't sold 10 million copies worldwide, which is why Eye of the Tiger needs to move on. And I'm so sorry because I, I like Collective Soul. choice, kid. <laughs> Zach, I'm sorry. I feel like I just got punched in the head. Eye of the Tiger moves on. Now we have The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. And if you don't love me now, and if you don't love me now, was that close? Was that close? I'm just picturing the Guardians of the Galaxy walking. 87% accurate. Yeah. Versus My Way by Frank Sinatra. And now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. My friends. I'll say it clear. I'll stop there. I can keep going. My way. There we go. I did it my way. He sings kind of weird. I got to be honest. Well, Frank wow. Sinatra? Bowels. Yes. Sinatra Bowels. slam. Uh, save it for our Sinatra show. Yeah. His vowels are kind of weird. <laughs> okay. So the chain came out in 1977. Did it? My way came out in 1969. Did it? Yes. Did it chart here? Oh. The chain? No. A peak position was on Alternative and Rock, uh, Billboard number seven. Okay. So not, not Hot 100, whereas My Way, 27. Right. Um, I would love to hear um, whoever submitted The Chain, like why that one? Because for me, it comes from Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, which is probably their strongest album mm-hmm. and, and has at least three other songs that I would put ahead. All true. If it were, including my favorite, Dreams. If it were Go Your Own Way or Landslide, I would have pushed it farther. This is the higher seed. This is a sixth seed. I feel like this song got a recent push because of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume mm-hmm. Two. The hook is fun. It's great. Yeah, it takes a while to go. It's got the it's got a cool little guitar thing, but it's got the choir things. When I play this one for my kids, they kind of made a weird face at the beginning, like, "What is this?" It's really good listening. Good background music. But when it gets going, a little toe tapper. Yeah. When it gets going, yeah. it's a fabulous song. What's but better I don't though, think it's like- My Way or New York, New York? What's more, Sinatra? New York, New York for me. Oh, I this, would say so. This, I would put this. Would you? Maybe it's still top ten, but no. Come fly with me. Hated. Yeah, he way. hated it. Bewitched. So this represents that era a little bit more, though, of the Song of Songs, though. I would say. Yeah, sure. And that's why I'm going to vote well, for my way. And I, I will as well. I'll vote for my way as well. Me as well. Do you think it would have had a chance against uh, Go Your Own Way? Mm, that would have been a better battle, I think. Do you think so? Yeah. Okay. I just don't think the chain was as strong of a Fleetwood Mac song as, as we could have had. But Fleetwood Mac is great. Yeah, they are. My way moves on. I did it my way. Oh, sad. <laughs> this, this is a weird, so sad. This, this is a, weird a sad one. matchup. <laughs> what did you do, Spotify? <laughs> yeah. You uh, put hey, a toddler in the ring. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Jude. Hey, hey, Jude. Jude. By the Beatles. 
Don't make it bad. Versus somehow, Hey Jude is a long song at seven minutes. Somehow we matched it up against an even longer one, Only in Dreams by Weezer. <laughs> There's not words to this song. It's uh, just that bass line. I love Only in Dreams. We talked about this on Love Songs episode. We talked about it on episode 194, the blue episode. We yeah. talked as the song This played. must be a diehard fan if they're not picking Say It Ain't So as a representative Weezer song or Buddy Holly, for example. Or the Sweater Song. Or Sweater Song. Like those, and from this, again, from the same album. Right? Yeah. This is on the blue album, right? But that's a true love. fan, right? Picking this song. It makes me wonder the if they were trying to play Eight. the bacon cell because you and I have both expressed how much we love, we do love Only it. in Dreams. Eight and it, what? Long. You're putting Weezer against the Beatles? <laughs> Eight minutes long. It's great. No, hey, it, it's better because it's eight, eight minutes, minutes long. Is great when you're on a date. We talked about yes, eight minutes long. Hey, what's wrong with eight minutes? Eight, eight I'll tell you eight what, minutes. I'm gonna be super controversial. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey Jude is nails on a chalkboard for me. It's How seven dumb. minutes. Jude, 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 Jude. It builds. It's the na 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 na. It, it's seven minutes long. You don't like the four long. minutes. You don't like the four minutes of na 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 na. No, I really, really <laughs> don't. Na 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 na. And on principle, I'm going with Weezer. Well, it's not going to win. It's not, but... Hey, Jude's going to go Hold through. Hold on, what if it wins, though? No. no. But, but here's the thing. Hey, Jude Hold has on. to I kind of want to play a Kent here. <laughs> no, don't play a Kent. Should I do it? No! I've got... I'm Joel, not. we've got other Beatles on the list. Kent, it didn't, it didn't chart. Uh, only in Dreams. Didn't chart. It charted I don't in my heart. <laughs> no awards. Okay. The Beatles, you get number one for nine weeks, Kent. Guess what, though? I kind of hate the song, too. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with you two? I don't like this song. Hey, Jude is a fantastic song. Only in Dreams but is a fantastic okay. song. I'm going to play Survivor here, though, because what if Hey Jude makes it past and it makes it to the final four, for example? I don't like this song, but based on Legacy, it gets that far? I don't know if it will. There's, there's, hey Jude is, is really good. Like, as a Beatles song, I absolutely like it. But I do feel like other songs may have stuck around longer. Have you ever listened to the whole thing? Yes. Really? What, what is with you guys turning off songs? I'm a completist. I, I start a song. Yeah. I finish it. Except for Spirit of Radio. But that's not the point. <laughs> what? That was just hurtful, Joel. That might have been a lash out of the Hey Jude comment. Okay. Ugh. For credibility's sake and Thank for that you. reason only, it Thank has to you. be Hey Jude. But I feel bad. Don't like it, but I understand. Hey Jude moves on. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. All right now we have Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana. Dan, da, dan, 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 dan. We all played the table drums instead of going on with the beats. We all, we're like monkeys. Hey, Dave Grohl's really good, okay? He's good at the drums. What's it against? Versus King of Pain by the police. There's a little black spot on the sun today. What? I have stood here before inside, inside the, the pouring rain, rain with, with the, the world turning circles running around my brain. I guess I'm always hoping that you'll hold on this way. Once again, my that's, that's like I thought you said we couldn't include pain. any of our own picks in the Song of Songs because Joel picked the King of Pain. <laughs> I didn't. But this was my theme song in uh, my theme song of my senior year. I King of Pain was your theme song? It's all, Who it's, were you? It's about unrequited oh, love. That was Joey. Like that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> was, please. That, was, uh, that was lovesick Joe saying like, I'll never find anybody. <laughs> please continue to give me more facts so we can move on. Real Yankovic did it in King of Suede. Oh. Yeah. It did hit uh, number three on Billboard. This is King of Pain, covered by Alanis Morissette as well. Yeah, she did a good job of so it. So that's legacy. After the and King of Pain was written that's after condescension. Sting. I was just using, by the way. After uh, after we speak Sting, down to people. <laughs> yes, after Sting separated from his wife, he was feeling very emotional, 
And then he was, he went to this place and someone mentioned, oh, there's a black spot on the sun. He's like, that's my soul up there. Oh my god! And, oh, and then he wrote that in the song. I like King of Pain. I think it's actually a really fun song. And uh, shout out to the fact that I, I really don't like Sting on his own, but I really, really like The Police. So if, it, the if band? this was... Yeah. <laughs> so either way, there's jumping subjects. Uh, it's controversial take. <laughs> Every breath you take, if that were the song chosen, right? Yeah. Message in a Bottle, Roxanne. I mean, there's lots of good choices. I feel like those would have gone pretty far. Uh, Nirvana was also... Uh, uh, not against Nirvana. was also covered by Weird Al Yankovic and Smells Like Nirvana. Yeah. Which and always when, earns points for you, right? Well, yeah. Well, I just I like pointing that out because it's fun to compare those. But when Nirvana was asked, can we do... Uh, when if it called them and said, can I do a parody of your song? They were thrilled because they realized they made it at that point. Yeah. Because Weird Al was going to do a parody. But yes, definitely it's going to be Smells Like Teen Absolutely. Spirit. Absolutely. That was an iconic song. Changed the face of music in the early 90s. Yeah, it totally did. Created still, a movement. To this day, yeah. still people know that opening intro. Smells Like Teen Spirit moves on. Now we've moved to the other side of the bracket. Finally, it's a long show. Sorry about that. Oh, take it. We have Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Coming out of my cage and, and I've been doing, doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. It started out with a kiss. How did, did it end up like, like this? this? It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. <laughs> I'm just going with kisses. Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo. I was struck by lightning. Walking down the street. Why do we do the horn section? Because it's so good. If I was to make a suggestion, uh, it's not on the playlist, but I would listen to the uh, version from the album Boingo Alive. Oh, thank you, Ooh, live version. So Mr. Brightside hit number 10. Dead Man's Party hit number 85 is what I have. Dead Man's Party is a song that lives forever in Halloween playlists. It is on my Halloween playlist. That's yep. why my kids know it. Of course it is. Uh, Mr. Brightside, not my favorite killer song. Like, what would be your favorite? Oh, jeez. This Probably. is the most recognizable killer song, though. Whether we like it or not. This is what... This what is the, their song. I think... Well, I, I was going to say, I think I preferred... It's the uh, human or dancer. Somebody, somebody told, told me. me. Yeah. Uh, oh, Smile Like You Mean It. Oh, so good. Oh, man. It's so good. I love Sam's Town as an album. It's just amazing. And so I'm here's the thing. Buzz. We have an 80s hot song, buzz. which has kind of stood the test of Halloween party time, uh, Spirit of Halloween years. Right. And then we have a song from 2003, which is nearly 20 years old. But I would say reinvigorated alternative again. Yeah. And it put the killers on the map immediately. And it stuck around. I don't even feel like it's aged a day. I feel like that when you think of Oingo Boingo songs, Dead Man Party is going to be top tier kind of party. Dead Man's Party is, I think it's like the song you play to kick off your Halloween party. Uh, I like this band a lot. I grew up with this band and listening to their music. And it, it, this is kind of their defining song, really. One of them, definitely. And so I'm voting for Dead Man's Party because I feel like you guys are leaning the other way. I feel like Dead Man's Party has the longevity. It's still mm -hmm. around. It's still being played and not even necessarily just at, at Halloween parties. If you remember, it was I think it has been relegated to mostly that, but it's, it's fine to listen anytime. You but you get that dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. You hear but that? even then, that, that that is there's so many different versions. Some of them are better than others. The main version that it was initially mm. released is probably the weakest. You think so? It's been done better. I remember it was in Back to School, uh, the yeah. Rodney yeah. Rodney Dangerfield right. movie. It was, felt so out of place in there, but it, that's when it became bigly bigly popular. Bigly popular. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is this is weird. I, I grew up with Oingo Boingo. I like this music, but uh, Mr. Brightside came. I mean, I was, I was in junior high when this came out. Sorry to date things. 
and that's formative years, right? This music video, uh, he's wearing a black tuxedo with a gold vest and a black shirt. And I'm like, so you're wearing tonight. Hey, That's weird. Hey, suits, suits are cool. He looks real cool. Mm. And it, it was, I don't know. I just, I liked this song for the time period and it has aged really well. It, it's, which is weird. It's, it is a one note melody. Yeah. And yet it is this super interesting song. You got cool guitar solo in there. I, 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 uh, I'm going to go with Mr. Brightside. Hey, you did pick James Blunt's. Favorite song of all time. James Blunt has stated that Mr. Bright said it's his favorite song of all time. Oh, let's take, take it, it back. Take it down a peg. No, it is the most recognizable alternative song of the past 20 years. But Dead Mr. Man's Bright Party, 40 years. I know. If I go to a Halloween party dressed as Frankenstein, I'll, I will rock out. But no, I, I'm sorry. You guys, I can't do it. You cannot relegate Oingo Boingo to Halloween parties. Halloween parties. This, song, song, I can. this song I can't. I can't. Yes. Because I think that there's other better stuff. Gray mm. Matter, I'll take over this. We Close Our Eyes, I'll take over this. I love We Close Our Eyes. Yes. You know, even a song they hate, Weird Science, I'll take over I this. I love Weird Science. So I, I, I think that this one became a little kitschy, which the whole band did. And that's their charm. Oh, kitsch is terrible considering it makes things last longer. But I, I'm, I'm going to go with Mr. Brightside as well. Fine. Jerk. Mr. Brightside moves on. Now we have Like a Stone from Audio Slave. In your house, I long to be. Versus The Dance from Garth Brooks. And um, I'm glad I didn't know. Kent, I'm glad he knew the it. The way it all like sure, would end. We sure didn't know. This is beautiful, though. The way it all would go. Where'd, where'd that hat come from? It's weird. From my backpack. <laughs> it's sitting behind my chair. <laughs> Ah, this is all right. So, like a stone, this is Audio Slave, and I'm glad Chris Cornell has some representation on this list because he was around from the the grunge days. I think his voice developed so amazingly, and I think Audio Slave truly shows that. And so, this is from their self titled CD in 2003. The dance is from Garth Brooks, self titled in 1990. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that it charted anywhere but the country songs chart. I only got hit number one. Yeah. Whereas uh, Like a Slave hit number 31 on Billboard. Uh, it's hard because Audio Slave, not as well known, Garth Brooks, powerhouse, right? Yes. And so there's... Garth Brooks is weird, though, because nowadays it's hard to find his music. It's not on YouTube. Okay. It's not on Spotify. But it is on a 75 CD set that you can buy for you know a what, lot of time life. Yeah. You know what drove me nuts was I go to YouTube to find, like, just listen to the song and it would be a not it have a picture of Garth Brooks, but it was not Garth Brooks' voice. And no one in the comments was commenting on that. Really? It drove me nuts. Garth Brooks is a straight up rock star and he's he's awesome. And this is not what I think of him as singing, right? Like he does a good job here, but this isn't where I put his music. Funny because, because I am not a, a fan of the genre. Per Garth se. Brooks said, quote Unless I am totally surprised, the dance will be the greatest success as a song we will ever do. I'll go to my grave with the dance. I'll, it'll probably always be my favorite song. End quote. Yeah, that's great. No, that, and, and it is a good song, and it's it's heartfelt. It's it's a meaningful song. I got friends in low places is fun, but right. shallow. Yeah, there's so many good songs I mean, with Garth Brooks. I didn't know it, and so I'm biased what? here. Yeah, I didn't know it at all. See, I love like a stone. Absolutely love yeah. that song. Listen to it. And this is this is one I never skipped when I was listening to the playlist. The Tom Morello solo in this song. Oh, so, so good. good. He's so talented. It's Tom Morello? Yeah. That's that's it's audio slave. It's Chris Cornell, Tom Morello. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Zach. Okay. It's basically no Zach. No, no Zach de la Rocha, Rage Against the Machine, kind of. That's great. 
I love Chris Cornell. Yeah. I'm voting Audio Slave. Oh, you guys. Yeah, me too. I'm Garth really sorry. Brooks. One I, of the highest selling artists I, I of wish, all time. I wish there was a, a more... Listen to country once in a this while. This shows I the bacon sale bias against country. No, sorry. truly. I think I wanted a more... Hey, don't, pow- don't, whoa, whoa. Don't put me in that but boat. Generally Garth Brooks speaking, supersedes I wanted country. a more powerful song from Garth Brooks. I would love no, to Garth, see him in concert. Yeah, Garth like Brooks what? is a total rock star. Um, horses running. That's not a Garth Brooks song. Horses running. That's not even Garth Brooks' voice. <laughs> I know him really well. No, I, but I agree with you. I definitely want to see him in concert. Yeah, uh, but I'm appalled by the you horses running concert. That tour was amazing. Sorry, like a stone goes on. Boo. <laughs> Now we have With or Without You by U2. See the sunset uh, in your uh, eyes. Zach, um, See the I don't know. You're talking to your friends, but I was wondering um, if, you'd like, if you'd like to dance and with, with me. Uh, okay, okay. okay, but like, let's put your hands up, up on little, my shoulders. That's a little close for me. I know, I know. Back. Okay, take, here we go. Um, so, <laughs> uh, do you like science? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm more of a PE guy. <laughs> You're a PE guy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Versus can't take my eyes off you by Frankie Valli. It's just too good to, to be, be true. true. Can't, can't take my eyes off of you. You'd be like heaven to touch. touch. I want to hold you okay. so what much. What up, what up, what up, what up, Who let Hans Zimmer in? <laughs> this, is our, this is our number five seed against our I number did. 12 seed. Uh, With or Without You came out in 1987. Can't Take My Eyes Off You came out in 1967. So... 20 years apart. Man, both amazing songs. I really like Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. I really like this Do you think song, you right? would like it as much if no. Heath Ledger hadn't sung it in that dumb movie I, you like? I didn't know the song until I saw the movie, and then I was like, wow, wow. that was a perfect scene. And now I'm going to guess you have the Muse version on your playlist Yes, somewhere. I do. Yeah. Yes. No, I think it's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with or without you, like Kent alluded to, has played at every school dance for the past, oh, 40 years. Let me ask you this. Is it a masterpiece? Is with or without you? Yes, because it's Pacwell's Canon D put to a romantic. Uh, oh, pop then song. it's absolutely a masterpiece. Dun, 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 Isn't every song canon? Uh, canon and D? Yeah. Uh, More or less. Lot. As we walk down, so that, it's we'll that chord remember. progression. I feel like with or without you gets into the whinier side of Bono. You just don't like any U2 songs. I do not like this one all that much. <laughs> with or without you needs to move forward. I do like Can't Take My Eyes Off You, mm-hmm. but it it's not as well known. It's I disagree. Not as, it's not as ubiquitous. I do think it represents the, like, the doo-wop 60s sound really well. And it, not it, many of those are known anymore. Right. No. This, is, this has stood above all of its contemporaries. Mm. Well, on this list, for sure, it represents. But it doesn't go forward. With or Without You is an amazing You're song. Nuts. I'm voting for Frankie Valli. Even though and a nice matter. try. But not the Four Seasons? <laughs> Forget the Four Seasons. It's a terrible hotel. Three stars. With or without you goes on. Now, this is a, the, the, <laughs> this is one. This is a peppy, a peppy. Uh, Shake it off by Taylor Swift. And I stay out too late. <laughs> there we go. Thank <laughs> you. Got nothing in my brain. That's what people say. Oh, oh. That's what people say. Versus uh, <laughs> also Peppy Mad Word and by I Gary find Jules. it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. The you guys are going too fast. Oh. Tears for fears, pace man. Best I ever had. 
It's true. Because if you didn't know, Mad World is a cover of a Tears for Fears song that is faster, but yes. still dark. Like both. Ver- I actually do enjoy both versions of uh, Mad World. I feel like if you if you know one version well, you will end up disliking the other. Really? I, See, most I, people. I heard I've, the I've remake to. first. From Donnie Darko, right. obviously, Boo. and immediately loved it. Yeah, I think and the version is superior. Also, on the same album, uh, there is an alternate version that adds drums that got a lot of radio play on. Oh, we're going to drums, but we because Kent, you yeah. realize because of Mad World mm-hmm. being in Donnie Darko, every single movie since, every single drama since then has taken a pop song and turned it into. Don't the blame piano. Donnie Darko for that. I absolutely blame. Shut up, Trudy. Donnie Darko, Gary Jules, and no, uh, I, it, this made me want to make a playlist of moody pop and, and song I, covers. I think that's it. I think the movie that movie came out two thousand one, but I feel like every emo person, teen, whatever kind of finds a time in their life when they love that song more than anything else. And it may be three weeks when they're in their emo phase, but still the song resonates. Where Shake It Off is a real phenomenon. That is a mega pop hit. Right. That's a big splash in Number the Number one for four weeks. Yeah. Whereas Bad World didn't chart on the Hot 100, but it did get Adult Alternative number one. Right. Uh, so USA Today, we haven't <laughs> used them as a source yet. <laughs> they said Shake It Off was one of the top 10 songs that defined the 2010s. It's 10 songs of the 10s, Decade Dance. I'm obnoxious. I don't know if you guys know. But after this song came out for a good year, I would just point at anybody doing anything, and I'm like, ah, Fisher's going to fish. Oh, <laughs> jumper's going to jump. Jump, doesn't, jump, jump, jump. Doesn't shake it off but, if it wasn't Taylor Swift. Doesn't it seem like it'd be a really big one-hit wonder? Oh, yeah. Like, what, has, what does the Fox say? The kind of has like one-hit wonder style. vibes, but you're like, but it's from Taylor Swift, who has and many, it's an many earworm. hits. You know? well, right. you, really it's is. funny you mentioned, by the way, Zach, when you talk about you know, Fish is Gonna Fish and all that. There was an R&B singer who actually claimed that Taylor Swift plagiarized his 2013 song, Haters Gonna Hate, because he had lyrics that said, Haters Gonna Hate, Players Gonna Play, Watch watch out for them fakers. They'll fake you every day. And he said, the hook is the same as mine. There would be no shake it off if it weren't for haters going to hate. He said 92% of her song came from his song and he demanded $42 million. Ooh, I, wow. I listened to his song. Okay. It's not at all similar. And in fact, a judge, I'm going to read the judge's ruling. Okay. If I may at present, the court is not saying that Bram can never, ever, ever get his case back in court. But for <laughs> now we have got problems and the court is not sure Bram can solve them. As currently drafted, the complaint has a blank space, one that requires oh, Bram no. to do more than write his name. And upon no. consideration of the court's explanation, Bram may discover that mere pleading band-aids will not fix uh. the bullet holes in this case. At least for the moment, defendants have shaken off this lawsuit. Is this Judge Swift? Wow. Swift <laughs> Justice. Oh, Swifty whoa. Justice. <laughs> I, I actually was, I, it was funny, just so I'm like, wow, this judge really I, knows Taylor Swift I songs. I bet she blackmailed the judge and said, I will write a song that will ruin you. No, she has to date him first. Oh, yeah, that's true. Song yeah. about him. I am giving it to Shake It Off, however, because I do feel, even though it's our most recent one, that was a huge splash initially. It has still stuck around uh, almost 10 years later. Sure. And I feel like it made a cultural impact. I think we all go through a moody phase. I love where, Mad World. Where we yeah. like Mad World. And then maybe you grow out of it. And maybe, you know, you go, ah, that's a little angsty for me. Well, and the, and the writer, um, ah, what's his first name? Andrew Roland Orzabal. No, and no, Michael Andrews. Michael Andrews. Yes, he he had such a low budget because the movie was this really low budget mm-hmm. movie. So he's playing the the piano, the mellotron, the mini marimba, the yeah. xylophone, the ukulele, the organ. That's all him, right? And then he hired Gary Jules to do this. It's singing. a song that transcends the movie, and I mean, it being a remake song, like it's going to be great. Anyways. I really like the song. Yes, almost as much as I hate Donnie Darko. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, 
So Zach, you're going to shake it off as well? Uh, I kind of have to for cultural impact. Uh, we all kind of yeah. have to, but I'm going to give the pity vote to Medworld. Fine. I think it's acceptable. Shake it off. Moves on. Now we have September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I remember. Which I never knew they were saying September. It was just noise. They're saying they're saying badia, and then say that you remember badia dancing in September. Well, now when you say it like that, it makes sense. Do it falsetto. Uh, versus peaches by the presidents of the United Moving States of America. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come in a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. All around me, there are a million places. Remix. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire sang the song September back in 78, whereas Peaches was released in 1996. September hit number eight. Peaches actually hit number 29. Which surprised me. Yeah, right? Uh, I, I love it. It was also nominated for a Grammy. But it lost to Free as a Bird by the Beatles. Yeah, right? <laughs> bad timing. You guys aren't even bad timing anymore. on their part. Yeah. Uh, no awards for September. It was added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry. Registry. So I do need to give some death rattle facts, and I'm so, so sorry, for because they one? made it pretty far into our bracket for the 90s, but the presidents of the United States of America wow. admitted they borrowed riffs from bad companies feel like making lunch. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. <laughs> and uh, the lead singer overheard, this is how the song was written, he overheard a homeless man mutter, I'm moving to the country, I'm making a lot of peaches. Letters press repeatedly. It's Sling Blade reference. <laughs> and he was a bus stop, and he said, it stuck with me. And then he goes on to tell this story about the lyrics about how he went to this girl he had a crush on's house. He was under a tree and he was taking some sort of substance. Mind-altering substances, yes. Yes, precisely. And while tripping, he sat under this tree and he smashed uh, peaches with his fist. And then watched oh, the really the band song. could have been called Smashing Peaches? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, that would have been great. Dang it. I do like peaches, although it's not my favorite Presidents of the United States of America song. Dude, I would prefer, it's Dude, Lump. 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 Be Lump. I know. Which is on the same album, right? Yeah. Lump. Is I actually great. own that album. They have more than it's, one. It, it gets awkward when uh, when they start singing about kitties. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the reasons I don't have the album anymore. Yeah, but uh, Lump threw it away. Uh, <laughs> I, I did after EFY. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. What are those? September is having had some experience as a wedding and event DJ. Uh, this is a song that injects a lot of energy into any event. You tell me if you, put, if you turn on peaches at a wedding, people wouldn't go nuts. A certain age of person might. And the rest would be like, what is happening here? How do you dance to peaches? Why are all these people singing at about the peaches? end? You're all you're doing the bounce millions of peaches. Oh, yeah. Again, peaches for certain me. age of yeah, people. Yeah. Gen X. But I think September has a lot of staying power, even if you might not necessarily be able to sing it right off the bat. I think unless you are a specific age, you can sing Peaches, mm-hmm. um, but most people can't. So because of that, I'm going with September. For sure. September moves on and squashes those Peaches. Hmm. Now we have Don't You Forget About Me from Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't. Oh. 
Don't. Oh, you guys both did the fist raise. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're waiting for you. Hey, 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 hey. Ooh. There we go. Okay, oh, the we are all raising our yeah. right fist in the air because of Breakfast Club versus, oh, geez, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. I'm taking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. Taking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. Our falsetto guys. We should we should start a band. I'm not, I'm just not we should call it. Hold on. We should call it Bacon Sale. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We failed. We're such okay, well, uh, you guys got some facts for "Don't You Forget About Me"? Simple. Hey, no, no. Here's hey. the thing. That song hit number one. Yes. Oh, okay. I'll point that one. Okay, listen to this okay. real quick. Uh, peak position for "Don't You Forget About Me" number one. Peak position for "Good Vibrations" number one. Sales for "Don't You Forget About Me." One million, around one million sales for Good Vibrations, one point five million. It's very close, right? Very close here. But it's the Beach it, Boys, but it's not close whatsoever. Uh, I love the Simple Minds song. It was supposed to be a Billy Idol song, and it's better because it's not. Simple Minds <laughs> didn't even want to do that song because it's not an original Simple Minds no, song. No, but said, it became their iconic. song. Someone else wrote it for him, and they yeah. were like, "We we they wrote it to sound like a Simple Minds song, right?" And Simple Minds was like, "We are Simple Minds. We yeah. don't do songs that sound like, like us." Sing this for a new movie, which. It took off like crazy. And the Don't You Forget About Me is a call for my kids for breakfast a lot of times. I'll turn it on the, the, the Amazon Echoes in the house and play that song. And that means I've made something for breakfast. Come on down because we did a breakfast club where we oh, try funny. new things. Oh, wow. That's so cute. Yeah. That's adorable. Uh, Iconic moment uh, in 80s movies and movies in general. Yep. And directly tied with this. Once this, again, this song in the movie. I like the song Don't You Forget About Me from Breakfast Club much more than I like the actual movie Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Controversial yeah, opinion. Sure. And the la la la's at the end of Don't You Forget About Me, he added that in the la 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 just as a placeholder to put lyrics in later. And then they went, it's, nah, it's good. Keep it. Yeah. Ah, that sounds fine. We got nothing else to do. It's a great song. It, I'm glad it's on this playlist, but I am absolutely voting good vibrations. 100%. Even though Simple Minds does have the higher seat of six and Beach Boys Crazy. is an 11. But yeah. Once again, most people were listening to this on vinyl. That's where they get it from today. Yep. All right, Good Vibrations moves on. Now we have Santeria from Sublime. I don't practice Santeria. I love how you don't have to sing good to sing that song. No. Versus The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars. No, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Jared Leto is the singer here. If he you is. The yes. uh, guys, the cops are right outside. They're just letting you know. Because <laughs> noise ordinance. <laughs> we didn't really kill anybody. We're fine. So Santeria actually was released after the death of lead singer Bradley Noel. Yeah. Uh, hit number five only on modern rock tracks. Santeria actually is an Afro-Cuban religion practiced in Cuba, South Florida, and exported to the other areas of the Caribbean. Do you like this song more than The Wrong Way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I, I might yeah. like Bad Fish better. Sorry, than I had to take one. a drink because I was screaming as Jared. Leto. Right, exactly. So the kill is an interesting song because it's not one I would put on this bracket. But every time I listen to it, I'm like, the energy is in the room. Like it, yeah. it rocks. It's number sixty five on Billboard. I do prefer Attack by Thirty Seconds to Mars more. You do okay than the kill. I, Pretty I'd comparable. I prefer this one. Yeah. To the, I've, I've mentioned it on Bacon Sale before. I saw them live in concert, and Jared Leto sang this song so boringly. Yeah. It almost ruined my night. I'm like, that's the one I really like. Sing it better. I have to. Hmm. I have to pick Centuria. I'm going to pick whoa, Centuria. Whoa, whoa, on this. hold on. What? 
I'm picking that came out of nowhere so easily. No, because just because it was that kind Mars, of song. Well, no, Thirty Seconds to Mars is not to me one of the greatest bands of all time, and I don't I, I don't see their songs as like everyone knows it as iconic. Like I didn't know a lot of their songs until later. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one from way back sure. when. And also just uh, with my kids, they didn't know it, and but they knew Santeria. Oddly enough, not the artist and title of Santeria, but they're like, oh yeah, I've heard this one because they listened to ninety seven nine. Sure. But uh, yeah, I'm picking uh, Santeria. That's a shocker. Kent, what do you How think? How shocker is that? I'll go to you. He makes a good case. Really? I agree. You're going Santeria. I'm going to Santeria. Okay. Honestly, when you came over to my house earlier, yeah. I said, wait, how does the kill go? Yeah. And then yeah. you start singing. I go, oh, yeah, I like that Bury song. Me, I'll never forget Santeria. Santeria stays in your head. Well, you say Santeria, I got the tune in my head. You say the kill, and I'm like, which and, one? And truly... Sublime. Yeah, because the song doesn't go. I don't practice the kill. You know, like it doesn't say <laughs> the title. Please don't practice in it. the kill, kids. Please don't. Uh, no, th- there's a Sublime. They deserve, like, granted, it's early '90s fame, and they fit right in that realm. I've mentioned that I feel like Sublime is overrated. Yes, you have. And I, but, I, I but stand as, by as that. a touring band, as a fan favorite cult band, they deserve some sort of accolades, and I feel like this is it. I'm gonna go with the kill just for nothing. I know, I know, but yeah, we're gonna go with Sublime for the win. Fine. Sad. I just don't want to sing it again. That's Sad. why I voted it out. Santeria moves on. I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. All right, now we have Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Wow! <laughs> we can't do it anymore. Child of Mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a no sweet song. You're getting the high notes. Do, 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 do. Oh, geez. Versus The Promise by When in Rome. I'm sorry, but I'm thinking of the right words to say. I know they won't sound the way I planned them to be. But if I had to walk... I totally lost it there. I promise you. I promise you. My throat is so gone. Jared Leto killed my vocal cords. See, that's why we voted him out. Yeah. The Promise got number 11 on Billboard, Sweet Child of Mine. Number one. Number one. The this, band's, it, the band's was, only number one U.S. Yeah, single. isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, although they didn't win any awards, but once again, Sheryl Crow's cover of Sweet Child of Mine won Which a Grammy is, Award. I do not like. It's not great. No. It's not nice. This is going to be a difficult one only because... Is it? Well, personally, I okay. love both these songs, but I think The Promise was one of those songs that I, I, I loved... Do you think it's why do you like it? Song? Do you like it? Did you listen to it when you were a kid or did you listen to it, it oh, Napoleon totally. Dynamite? It's, it's, no, it's kid memories. And when I saw it in Napoleon Dynamite, it was n- waves of nostalgia. You're like, well, that's, ah, that's purposeful, ball. right? That's like, hey, we're going to get the nostalgia. That's what they did Forever Young in the, in the dance as well. Right. I mean, yeah, but it seems like kind of like pandering at the yeah. same time. But so I, you I think like, the promise is a flash in the pan. Yes. And no. I, I, I don't think my kids knew both of them, but I do feel like more people know Sweet Child of Mine than yeah. would know the It's promise. got the whole jazzer side synthesizer. You need a friend. Don't look to a stranger. Let's keep going. I love that one. But you're both voting for Sweet Guns N' Roses. I've never been a huge Guns N' Roses fan. And I love this song. I love The Promise so much. So I will vote for it, even though it. Once again, doesn't matter. Sweet child of mine moves on. Now we have Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Don't, Don't stop, stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having a ball. No. Don't pick a key. Versus 
birdhouse in your soul from they Luke might be there in the alley by the light switch who watches over you make a little birdhouse in your soul so I feel like we're ruining your song. I can sing the entire. I can sing the entire flood I'm album. Start friend, I'm not your only friend, but I'm a glowing go, go, friend. Little going friend, but really, I'm not actually your friend, but I am. Oh man, this this one hurts. I I, hate, I, I just want to see Joel suffer. Uh, Zach, let's take a little break. I, I'm good. Yeah, I Joel, hated Joel. How's these, it going over there? Let's have your. Let's see your inner. Turmoil. I hate that these two are matched up against so each other. For hate all of those that don't know, is Shaun of the Dead your favorite movie of all time? It's. Top they two. might be it, giants. Then Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Slumdog Millionaire kind of play around. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. This band is Joel's favorite band of all Name time. Giants is yes. So and your I, favorite band versus Queen, one of Queen your, is also. I put my it top out there. I, I'm not going to speak for you, but for me, Birdhouse in Your Soul is their best song. I think it's it is the most. It's the highest charting single. Yeah, above them. I think it's their absolute best song. I, there's so much there. There's so much there. there right uh, you're you're opening a door, Ken. You don't want to open with this. No, much. go on. No, We're, please no, do. We already gone very long. This is once again a personal okay. versus factual choice. Joel, you're at an intersection. You're driving Tess, windows down, yep. birdhouse in your soul comes on. Do you mm. turn it up? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, right? I will sing along no to that shame. wholeheartedly. Okay. Don't Stop Me Now comes on. You're at that same intersection. I'm you singing still? full volume. Okay. Tonight, I'm going to have which one myself more? a real good time. Which one are you blasting more? I'm playing them both at the same time. <laughs> and nice singing them both up. at the same time. Sure. Birdhouse in Your Soul is one of my favorite songs. Like it has that nostalgic mm-hmm. love for it. Don't Stop Me Now. I know people know it better than Birdhouse in Your Soul. If I right. went to a crowd of people and said, Hey, how many of you love the song Birdhouse in Your Soul? Which one is that? And I'd sing it. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Oh, yeah. Who watches over you? I get that one. Yeah. Can you guys just vote for Don't Stop Me Now because I give a pity vote to Birdhouse yeah. okay, in Your Soul? Yeah, yeah. Don't Stop Me Now. Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah, that was easy. I, which I hate to do because I actually love Birdhouse in Your Soul. I do too. It's told from the. It's How many songs do you know that are told from the narrative of a blue canary nightlight? <laughs> like, that's what, the, that's what the angle is here. And, and while Birdhouse in Your Soul didn't. And this is another love letter to a death rattle fact. Uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul didn't win any awards, but. When they remixed it, not remixed it, but they they revamped it for an episode of Pushing Daisies with Kristen Chenoweth and uh, uh, what's her name, Ellen Green, singing it. Mm-hmm. That won a Primetime Emmy Award for Best Outstanding Music. Okay, so good for them. Sorry, Joel. <sighs> this hurts. Don't stop me now. Moves on. Now we have "Comfortably Numb" by Pink Floyd. Hey. Is there anybody, anybody out there? there? I hate that starting. It, it gets it gets so much better after. It does, that. But, but that it's first such a part is off-putting. Part versus uh, <clears throat> Thriller by Michael Jackson. It's close to midnight. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close to hand. Um. Well, we just like. Well, no, we just we we're, didn't we're, have oh, to even seriously. Waste Jared Leto time. killed our vocal cords, and we're yeah. all like very subdued now. So, yeah. comfortably numb. Rolling Stone gave it number one hundred and seventy-nine of the top five hundred songs of all time. It never charted here in the U.S., kind of like uh, Led Zeppelin, but it did really well overseas because it's one of those album songs. Yes. Whereas Thriller, number four on Billboard. I was surprised it wasn't number one. You know what's yeah. crazy though? That was the seventh single from that album. Yeah, they kept they kept putting out singles and they kept like pushing those off. Like, ah, oh, it's a novelty song. That's not a single. That's just funny. The album is Thriller. Yeah, it's Thriller. And, and then they finally they finally one of the greatest albums released of all time. it, and then it doubled sales after that. Yes, That's crazy. Comfortably numb is. Uh, I mean, the whole album of uh, the the person that submitted this, I don't remember who it was, mm-hmm. but they did say they wanted the live version from Pulse. 
Okay. But I listened to that. I listened to this one and I went, it's not going to make a difference one way or the other. I do feel like once the song gets into it, it is one of the least trippy Pink Floyd songs. And I actually kind of like it. It's like a background song. Mm, But if it were another brick in the wall or wish you were here. Well, sure. Absolutely. Which we are going to take so much flack for being, you know, normies. here, no, yeah. here's the thing. The I'm generally hits. a no deep, deep cuts, cuts guy. Yeah, but this is not a deep cuts bracket at this the same time. Save it for our deep cuts. I would songs? love that. That would be. But no, this uh, is this is a, this is a true fan who's picking this song. Yes, and uh, all the respect, but it's also going up against Michael Jackson. So it's a concept album. The Wall is mm-hmm. about an, an embittered and alienated rock star named Pink. This is pre-Pink, I might add. Hmm. Pre-Pink the singer. Is it Pink Floyd? Uh, and then in Comfortably Numb, he's medicated by a doctor so he can perform a, uh, perform a show. That's what they're talking about when they say Comfortably Numb. And that's oh, kind of okay. how they're singing, I feel, is this yeah. kind of, oh, I'm tired. Oh. <laughs> but I do like the music once I get going. Yeah, me too. But Thriller. Thriller is right. the more, even though you guys are going to put it at Halloween parties every year, I would it, listen to Thriller at any time. Yes, me too. Oh, but not Dead Man's Party. No. I listened to it all last night and was so happy. Mm. And I listened to it again today. Do you uh, just do it all the way through? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the, oh, I <laughs> listen to. Uh, uh, I oftentimes listen to a cover by Scandroid that I love. Thriller is great. Yeah. Easy vote for me. Thriller moves on. Right now we have Dancing Queen by ABBA. Ooh, see that girl. Watch that scene. Digging the Dancing Queen. Oh, can I? Well, I'll talk about it in a second. We tell Versus Barbie Girl by Aqua. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. That was on our one hit wonders. Plastic. 90s one hit wonders it's show. It's fantastic. So Dancing Queen, I learned something, guys. Mm-hmm. When it says, you can dance, you, you can, can j- jive. Try? Jive. You say try, you say jive. Jive. I thought it said die, <gasps> having the time of your life. That's what is I thought. Is this Carrie? But it's jive. It yes. is jive. Okay. And I really was Wait, confused. Wait, so you're like, Halloween playlist, you can dance, you can die. <laughs> I thought it was just like, you can, like, I thought it was saying, don't worry about the future. Just dance till, you de- till you're dead. You'll have the time it's of your Swedish life. It's a Swedish death cult. That's what ABBA means. Does it? No. <laughs> so Dancing Queen hit number one here and in a dozen other countries. Barbie Girl hit number seven. Pretty high for a one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. And it sold over 8 million copies worldwide. Okay, it was you'll, huge. You'll be happy to know sure. that when I played Barbie Girl for my kids, they okay. immediately knew it. Of course they did. But they thought it was Toy Box. What? Because I you listened, I listened to Toy of Box. of the year <laughs> that they know Toy Box over Aqua. Uh, they shouldn't, though. I'm Aqua, so proud of you. Aqua, no, it's like Toy Box is like the generic <laughs> brand of Aqua. You take that back. It's the more true, talented you version, know lesser known. I do not know that. Same for Aqua versus Toy Box Show. <laughs> 100%. Ah, uh, so yes, uh, 1976 for ABBA, 1997 for Barbie Look, Girl. Guys, I'm going to throw this out there. Hot take. I hate when people say hot take, but I'm still going to do it. I've never liked the song Dancing Queen. You shut what? your mouth right I've now. I've always Kent actually Tun. been annoyed by it. No. Whereas there was a time when I was like, oh, Barbie Girl is kind of fun. So I'll say this. One is 100% tacky, but I've liked it more. These both are kind of tacky. Yeah. Like both of them. Yeah. Oh, that that's kind of why I liked how they were matched up by Spotify. Yeah, listens. me too. Can't, it seems like you're leaving towards Barbie Girl. I can't. I mean, for credibility's sake, I can't. Mm. Dancing that Queen does have to go on. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I can't give the win to Barbie Girl. I just, in my heart of hearts. You don't. have to go Dancing Queen. Mm-hmm. Zach? Yeah, I'll go Dancing Queen as well. Okay. I want to tell you a quick story. Okay. I was uh, DJing a party in college. Not professional DJing, mind you, Zach. I was literally an iPod plugged into the sound system of this room. Good job. And we were playing songs that we, I think it was a laptop actually, but we were playing songs off iTunes that we just liked. 
Sure. And no one was on the dance floor. And we're like, what's happening? How come you know people are kind of grooving on the side, but no one's on the dance floor? Hmm. And then we turned on Dancing Queen. And the floor filled it's almost immediately with women, which then drew on the men and the whole rest of the party. People were dancing. And that's what I learned. Dancing Queen is a magical song. It is. The song that's not on this playlist, but probably should be, is I Want to Dance with Somebody Oh yeah, Whitney yeah. Houston. Yeah. Same effect, right? These There's are party no starters. Houston. Houston. Yeah, she's we're, not there. Fail. Fail. It's fine. Anyway, I am Listener also... fail. I, I am voting for Dancing Queen as well. It's sure. sweet for Dancing Queen. Sorry, Barbie. No party. Uh, I just typed Dancing Girl on the playlist because I'm confused and tired. Ooh, make that mashup. <laughs> Dancing Queen moves on. Now we have Fortunate Son by Credence Clearwater Revival. It ain't me. It, it ain't me. me. I ain't no senator's son, son, no. Nicely done. That was good, Zach. I feel like I'm in nine. Why? Why do we have all these raspy singers? My throat is already <laughs> dead. And How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. <laughs> I am a son. I am a I am human and I need you to know. Guys, I think we actually nailed the Smith sound. Most accurate of the night. (laughs) (laughs) So fortunate, Sun hit number three. How soon is now? Didn't chart here. Mm Mm-mm. Though it did get number 421 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs Good list. But Fortunate Son got number 99. It's also in the Library of Congress. And it is like one of those iconic anti-war songs that you hear every single time the Vietnam War is... Ever since Forrest Gump, I believe. Every single time the Vietnam War right. is played in a movie, it's going to be playing somewhere in the background. Is there a better Smith song to represent them? No. Panic? Okay. No, Panic on the streets of London. That's a good no, one. this feels more Smithsy. Well, but I... This this is weird to say. I know. I would say this is not Smithy at all. Really, I wouldn't say it's Smith esque. I mean, it's moody though. But they're all moody. Mm. I will say this. I feel like "How Soon Is Now" is more iconic for that sound. That mm. the tremolo. You tremolo mean the sound of the WB effect? in 1997 with yeah, Charmed? It was charmed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, also, it the Charmed. There was yes, yes, charmed that too. But I do feel like that that one noise. That's kind of like, oh hey. It's a good And the rest of the song is this. You mean the Silent Hill Siren that starts off the song? But Fortunate Son, I'm voting for Fortunate Son because I feel like it has the more longevity. Yeah. And the more the more oomph initially. I don't think how soon is now made an oomph until the late until the mid nineties. Yeah, I agree. Which isn't a bad thing because it's still made an oomph. And I like both (laughs) these. Hold on. When something Makes an oomph. Yes. What would you say it's done? It made a boom, boom, pow. Okay, thank yeah. you. That now <laughs> explains it. No, I think I actually like both these songs, but I'm going to say Fortunate Son. Yeah, me too. All right, Fortunate Son goes on. It ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't no oh, you're sure you didn't put this together, Joel? This is a Joel matchup. It is, it but is. not. Okay, we have Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi. She says we gotta hold on to what we got. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We got each other. Guys, short show. No, it's not. I can't I can't not finish that though. And that's a lot for love. We'll give it a shot. Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa! Living on a prayer. Lemon on a pear is what I usually sing. That was really good, Joel. Uh, versus Hallelujah 
by Leonard Cohen. Kent. I heard there was a serial chord mm-hmm. that David played and it pleased the Lord, but that ain't even music. That's Leonard Cohen, by the way. There are so many versions. Like every I'm cover gonna make a case. of this song. There's, three, there's 300, I think they said, covers of this I song. I actually think the song Hallelujah is a masterpiece that's got better with every redo. Uh, the Jeff Buckley one is fantastic, but I really love R- Rufus Wainwright's as well. Yeah. Is Jeff, which one's in Shrek? Oh, uh, Rufus Wainwright, I believe. Oh, then uh, I love no, it. Actually, that's no. the one I is like. Is it Jeff no, no. Buckley? Rufus Wainwright is the one in on the album, but it's actually John Cale's version that was in the film itself. Oh, What okay. an Shrek. unfortunate name. Rufus Wainwright. Uh, but Rufus Wainwright, not Rufus. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright. Rufus, Rufus Wainwright. Ruh-roh. <laughs> 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 Homestar 10.com. I have to break this to you guys. When I played Hallelujah, my kids knew it. Not from Shrek. From Sing. Oh, I was going to say from Watchmen? No. Oh, the kids love that one. Oh, from Sing. It's in the first one? I don't know. They said Sing, and I went, really? But here's the thing. I also, Hallelujah is my go to karaoke song, but it's not this version because wow, who goes that low? He's got Leonard Cohen has such a gravelly, yeah, like just rumbly voice in the sense of like it sounds like he's well, it sounds like he hates being up there, sure. And then the choir comes in and it is beautiful, it is. and the song composure itself is amazing. But Leonard Cohen's version is not my favorite version. And did you know that the song didn't actually crack the Hot 100 until after he died? Kind of like an artist, right? It hit number 59 after he died. And then we go over to Living on a Prayer, which isn't my favorite Bon Jovi song. Mm, Maybe top three. Absolutely tier one karaoke song. Yeah, sure. This will inject energy in any party. Yeah. Uh, And I always expect it to show up. As you should, because it is a fun song to sing. It's a fun, fun song to listen to. It was my ringtone. When ringtones weren't even a thing, you had to program in the notes. I programmed in living on a prayer on my phone. I'm voting for living on a prayer. It's great. Uh, just for Shrek and Zack Snyder, I have to go with Hallelujah. Yes, you do. Little, mm-hmm. little pity boat there. And I will go to living on a prayer. All right. Now we have I Write Sins, Not Tragedies from Panic at the Disco. Oh. Well, imagine as I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor and I can't help but to hear. No, I can't help to hear an exchanging of words. I love you, I love you too. What a beautiful. Oh, so I could do stop. the whole song. We'll stop there. I could do the whole thing. Meh. Uh, Versus Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. Sweet Emotion. Oh, thanks for coming in on that. I had to. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I just pictured the sweet feeling of being on a roller coaster in Walt Disney World on this song. (laughs) Panic hit number seven with their song, and Sweet Emotion hit number 36. Didn't Fall Out Boy do that one? It pretty much, right? Yes, they did. They covered it. Ha ha! I have facts. They covered it. What, in concert? I don't know. Doesn't count. Doesn't matter. They're the same band. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. Here's the thing. Panic at the Disco, I think they've evolved as a band over time. But this first album... You mean Brandon Urey? Yeah, Brandon Urey. This was the band at the time. It it did change the landscape at the time. It came out with this unique sound that was more similar to, I don't know, something reminiscent of Queen, but we didn't have in the mid-2000s. Panic at the Disco has always struck me as that kid who writes the deep poetry and then wants to share it with the class. But Joel, you're missing the whole genre at the time. Like, my chem? 
Yeah, right? e- my don't e- email call it my chem. Yeah, it's my class, my favorite class. <laughs> yeah, if you're talking about a class, sure, call it my chem. But don't call it my chemical but you have, romance. You have AFI. You have all these bands that were synonymous with that era. And I think Pen of the, the Disco maybe was like the Diet Sprite version, but their sound was so unique. And I'm not saying this unique. They sounded exactly like my chem. No, I disagree. Zach, this is your era. I think because of the way that Brendan Urie sings, it sets them apart. He has a mm. very unique voice. I don't like this song. I get it. And I don't like Wait, that. Do I you could... like any Panic songs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, Black it... Parade. <laughs> you <Stop> monster. <laughs> no, I like High Hopes. Yeah, That's what it was more recent one. Yeah, I hate that song. Uh, but I, I listen to writes, I Write Sins Not Chargers. I'm annoyed by the lyrics. I'm annoyed by the profanity, sure. uh, which I, I wasn't able to find a family-friendly version which is of so it on There's our... So feel free to skip if that... Yeah, if that one yeah. comes on our playlist on Spotify, feel free to skip it. But then I went listen to Sweet Emotion, and no, it's not my favorite Aerosmith song, but against, against Panic at the Disco, or It's Sins Not Tragedies, dumb title, by the way. I feel like I'm bashing on it a lot, uh, but on a lot, but I think I'm just bugged at it. Yeah. So I'm voting for Sweet Emotion. No surprise. I love... I think this... I love Panic at the Disco. Like, it, it, this was my band. Uh, I really? Feel you like, were in it? Yeah, I was. Uh, did Brandon kick you out then? <laughs> yeah, he oh. did. No, I, I feel like, it, you know, I've mentioned on the show before, like, this was my, I'm a, in high school and I'm going to listen to this band and, and I'm cooler than you because I know this, you know, I want all hipster on it like Kent. I, I can't go against Aerosmith. Really? I love this Aerosmith I mean, I chime in with Aerosmith is really overrated. Uh, yeah, I don't like them is as overrated? a band. Yeah, I don't like them. I, but they've made a much bigger impact than... They have, but at the same time, you, panic! you hear disco. any note of this panic song and you'll know it. Nope. Sweet Emotion, I'm like, it is d- that crazy? I had I had to look it up that amazing? Like, oh, I know this one. That's not in the crazy, amazing, crying... <laughs> the trilogy? Trilogy. <laughs> this the, is the Alicia Silverstone trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, no, it's, I, sure. Aerosmith should move on because it's Aerosmith, but I don't think it's their best song. No, I don't think so either. Well, Sweet Emotion is going on. Now we have Let It Be by the Beatles. Let it be, let it be, let it be, oh, let it be. Versus. You say let it beep? Let no, it beep. Just checking. That was Zach. Versus What a Wonderful World by Harry Armstrong. see skies of blue, red roses too. Y'all jokers are complaining about your voices. Then you do that. But it's Louis <laughs> right, bad choice. How that's true. <laughs> and I think to myself. Hey, finger boop for that one. <laughs> boop. Uh, <laughs> that was a magical moment. Can we just talk to each other in that voice from now on? No, it'll kill our throats. <laughs> so Let It Be came out in 1970. What a Wonderful World came out in 1967. Uh, yeah. Chill. Chill. <laughs> Uh, uh, let it be hit number one. Yeah, but what a wonderful world! I've it's kind of weird because when it, it didn't do well in the United no. States when it first came out because the president of ABC Records hated the song. They started recording, which they started recording it like after one of uh, Louis Armstrong's uh, concerts, like at two a.m. They started recording mm-hmm. it, and the president of ABC disliked it so much because it was too slow and he didn't like the way it was. So he wanted to do, like a swingy pop hit. Yeah. So he started fighting against him to the point where they locked him physically, locked him out of the studio because he didn't want it there. And then when it got released, he didn't like it so much, so he didn't want to play it. He didn't promote it. It took twenty-one years to get on Billboard Hot 100, and it hit number thirty-two because of Good Morning Vietnam. That's it. Yeah, that's it. They played it in that movie. Is that why we know it so well, or yes. is it just that kind of classic song? No, it, it really did not go anywhere in the U.S. until after Good Morning Vietnam. And I absolutely love this song, and I hate 
that it's against, let it be in the first round. Why shouldn't it win? Why shouldn't it win? Because it's let it be. We which, already have which, Hey Jude on the bracket. And let it be is better than Hey Jude, in my opinion. It is. And I wish also What a Wonderful gonna, World was against Hey Jude. I'm also going to point out the two Beatles songs on this playlist are sung by Paul. I was yeah. going to point that out as well. Weird. I actually have a note here saying Kent thinks Lennon's the cool one, but we got two McCartney songs on here. I'm a McCartney guy. Really? Yeah. I was Since happened. when? Yeah. Team George. Yeah, I know you are. No, I'm actually. I don't Paul, actually like Lennon very much. What? Yeah. Oh, I don't like John Lennon. Vladimir, he's the worst. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Oh, is that a bad time to say that joke? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. But... Oh, so this is tough. Let It Be is is kind of an audible masterpiece. But when you start What a Wonderful World, it's amazing. You know, you My only s- comment on this was, wow. You know what you start seeing? You start seeing uh, pictures of the bride and groom when they were kids growing up yeah, but in, don't, the, in the movie montage. Don't cheese it up that much because the song is so much better than that. You see, you see a dance company uh, from the previous year. And all Stop the adventures it. they've gone through. <laughs> no, you're making it tacky, Zach. It's the ultimate montage song. I hate that you did that. I'm not wrong. I remember when Sesame Street did Letter B. Yeah. <laughs> little bug planet. Letter B. So you guys both B. go and let it be. I hate that this is a first round bracket. I hate it as too. This I, is I'm a cur- tough matchup. This was one of the ones I was most upset by, by Spotify putting them together. I think what a, what a Wonderful World is like a Final Four. It's so good. That's why I'm voting for it. But Letter B. You said Wonderful World. I'm going to say Let It Be then. Okay. Put Wonder- on Zach. Wonderful World is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Love this song. So I'm going with it. <gasps> oh, oh. What a wonderful world. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what have I done? What have you done? You just knocked out Let It <laughs> the, Be by the Beatles. The I'm Beatles. okay with it too. Do you like Yesterday more than Let It Be? Not necessarily. No. L- well, <laughs> so Hey Jude is like their representative song now. My heart Sucks hurts. to be you guys. Have we made a bad choice? No, nope. I didn't. Oh, no, what a wonderful world is Wonderful. I think either way we would have upset people. It incites people. such powerful emotion. It's a beautiful song. Louis Armstrong is great. I included a Louis Armstrong yeah. in my wedding. Like I love this. My guy. problem with Let It Be is oh, it's a four-minute song that sounds like it's nine minutes. It, it does. It's I used to be able to play Let It Be on the piano. Mm. Wow. Wow. Nope. I, I feel good about it. What a wonderful wow. world moves on. <laughs> I want to watch the world burn. I see trees of green. All right, we have Africa by Toto. I'm still in shock. Gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. Oh, bless the rains. A hundred men or more. Versus Istanbul, not Constantinople. By Istanbul David was Constantinople. No, it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople. Why did Constantinople get the works? That's, That's nobody's business for the Turks. Turks. Uh, why, 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 why do uh, both my They Might Be Giants picks go against powerhouses? Uh, is, wait, is Toto's Africa a powerhouse? Absolutely. It's got more staying power, I believe. Istanbul, for me... That's my, that's me. In, mm-hmm. in high school, I was known as one of the Istanbul boys because of a dance we did to the song. That gang should never <laughs> have been formed. Uh, we were at the Constantinople boys. But I, Istanbul at Constantinople is probably one of my favorite all-time Edmund Giant songs. Maybe more than Birdhouse in Your Soul. Really? Yes. D- uh, I realized today, I found this out in my research, that it's actually a 1953 novelty song by the Four Lads. Not only that, but it was also uh, a 1976 song by the Ritchie family, a 1987 song by the Big Muffin Serious Band. Like they, they did a, there, there was more covers after them, yeah. too. But them, be giants, like it fits. They might be giants so well. Oh, so well. It's the point where I thought it was. I didn't know it was a cover at all. Yeah. No, the the, the one that you mentioned, the original uh, uh, four lads. Yeah, four lads one. It's really like 
Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul. It is weird. Yeah. It's got a strange, strange vibe. To Africa it. is such a synthesizer song, which I mean, it's the 80s, so it fits, but there's a bit of cheese to it, but yes. it did hit number one. It did. And it also had one of those resurgences because of memes mm-hmm. where it became a thing to the point where Weezer ended up covering it, you know, decades later. It, it's a, it's actually a really fun song. I do enjoy Africa. I love the feel of it. I have to vote for Istanbul. Just I know I'm going completely yeah. against everything I've said before, but if I'm going to fight for anything, even if it's futile, I'm voting for Istanbul, not Constantinople. For the Giants. Yeah. Africa it's beats been. Istanbul, though, I believe. In war? Yeah, actually. <laughs> a whole continent against mm-hmm. a single country? Yes. Joel, you're very handsome. <laughs> I like you a lot. It's my birthday. It is your birthday. <laughs> Always playing that card. It's actually not anymore. <laughs> it's true. At this point, it's not. You're, you're a great guy. And I like that you like this band. So I'm picking Africa. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I knew when I saw this matchup, Istanbul was not going to... Are you sad? They might be giants is out. I was happy that the Giants got two submissions. Yeah. Right. The fact that they got submitted twice for this bracket, I went, thank you, people, Wait, for hold on. Mikey Hilton, Spencer Hilton. Okay, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know which ones they picked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at least it beat all the train submissions we got. <laughs> Shame Travis. on you. Travis. Travis. On you. <laughs> you did, did you do that on accident? <laughs> Why can't I never get that right? Yeah, sometimes. I just yelled I just at the microphone. I with apologize, you. listener, for yelling at the microphone. Can you like apologize that. to me? No. <laughs> Wow. And with that, we are done with round one. What a hefty show. Can we give like our voices two weeks to recover? We probably need to. In fact, we have to because uh, the second half of this bracket will not be next week. No. We have another show that has to come in because of timing. So we will be doing that next week. And then following that episode, we'll be finishing up this bracket with the final. We will choose the the song of songs. songs. Plenty of time to listen to the playlists. But before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons, including the I Am A Listener tier, which includes Sir and Madam Hicks, Shannon West, Sean Sanquist, Scott Sprague, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Johnny English Brick 4 standing by, Jennifer Kokowski, Jake the Cooler King Swallow, Glowclin Daniel, Debbie Foster, Chris Strout, Casey Cummings, Brayden Winterton, Andrew in the Dark, Allison Gall, Alicia Bass, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we also have our baking council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen Ross, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole Sit in the Sinbin Hale, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Beaker, and baking council member Kyler. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. And thank you, listener, for Indeed. listening to us and for submitting these songs. We couldn't have done this episode without mm-hmm. you. It's your fault. It's mm-hmm. your fault. That's what we're saying. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 786Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with the QuickWits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so at TumblingMustard on Twitter and Instagram. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. You can go and like that Facebook page and then stop by Twitter and Instagram at Bacon Sale. While you're doing that, go to tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself a bunch of fun merch just become a billboard of bacon sale with a lovely t-shirt and then if you like the show you like what's going on here and you want to support us further you can go over to patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just three dollars a month you can hear about vacation travel logs uh, movies and opinions of trailers and all sorts of well it's not exactly organized but it's fun (laughs) patreon.com slash bacon sale so until next time 
This is the Song of Song Tournament. Watch for the second part, my friend. Objective opinion. It's our podcast. We do what we want. The rest of my life. Joel, I'm so attracted to you right now. Personal Jesus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the Spanish I version. met him in California. Tom Sawyer is the fifth most downloaded Canadian digital song from the 1980s. What more do you people need? Shh! silence! What's next, guys? <laughs> Joel broke. Garfunkel's hard to say. No, it's not. It's fun to say. That's what this song's about? Yes. Can I vote harder? Sorry you have to drag race? Here's a cute song about it. Please. That's the first song played at every Hilton day. <laughs> you wouldn't know, Ken. <gasps> How oh, dare you? Below the belt, those sir. Is Rolling Stone the best source? No bacon sellers. I listened to the entire song. You stop it. I it's love not it. charity, Joel. Uh, it is. It's like Rick Astley's like, thank you, sir. I'm telling you right now, you put that on, you're mopping better. Stop singing. No. Stop staring at me. No, can't. What you do? And don't say in many more. Please can't. don't do that. Can I make it better? Or cha cha cha. Stop that. No, it's perfectly fine. Make no. it your own. Oh, Zach, baby. you cannot tease me with Moulin Rouge. Alexa, <laughs> turn on my mopping playlist. Boom, boom, boom. I feel like I just got punched in the head. Wow. Was that close? <laughs> really Was that close? close? 87% accurate. Oh, sad. Don't I kind of want to play a Kent here. No, don't play a Kent. Should I do it? No. Bigly popular. <laughs> Horses running. That's not a Garth Brooks song. Horses running. That's not even Garth Brooks' voice. <laughs> Who let Hans Zimmer in? <laughs> you just don't like any U2 songs. I do not like this one all that much. <laughs> wow. Swift Justice. <laughs> Swifty oh, Justice. <laughs> Moving to the country. I'm eating a lot of peaches. I'm old. I don't practice the kill. Gonna Jared Leto killed my vocal cords. Man, I should not have gone full Leto. <laughs> yeah, that was, never go full Leto. When something makes an oomph, yes. what would you say it's done? It made a boom boom pow. What okay. an Shrek. unfortunate name. Woofus Wayne Wayne. Hold on, let me just sit, sit here awkwardly while you guys sing to me. Happy birthday to you. To you. It's Joel's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, hold on, hold on. It's Louis You're right, bad choice. How that's true. What is the cat? The cat's staring at me. What? <laughs> the cat's totally staring at me. Did you see the cat? He was giving me eyes. <laughs> Did you see that? There was no cat. There was a cat. No cat there. Guys, There's there was no a cat, cat. And he saw me staring. And he stared at me for a while and waited for you not to look. And then, oh guys, word. there's a cat right there. I saw its eyes. And I was like, the heck is that? What? Guys, there's a cat outside, <laughs> and it was staring right at me. Sure, is it with the spider kids? 